Okay, no. What was that? That's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got today, boys. <laughs> it's cold. It's snowy. That's that's all I'm. That's all I'm bringing to the table. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> you got something better? Yeah, could have started with like he wouldn't shoot. He wouldn't shoot. Yep. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> could have made a joke about what's with all these white rarity items. Oh my God! So many commons. <laughs> See. <laughs> You straight up white bread. It's just common items everywhere. Oh, so many greens. That means nothing to Paul. He wouldn't shoot. He wouldn't shoot. He wouldn't shoot and he wouldn't loot. Oh, man. Well, then. Uh, welcome back to the Power Trip Gaming Podcast. Yes, welcome back to the Power Trip Gaming Podcast where you're listening with power. That's right. You are listening with power. That is exactly why I said it. You didn't need to repeat it. Thank you very much. Okay, Scooby-Doo gang. Let's go. Well, first of all, imitation is the highest form of flattery, you fuck. So, imitating you means I respect you. Why are you closing your eyes while you're saying it? It looks so... Because like I'm being saying pretentious. It, I was going to say, you're <laughs> saying it, but in such a derogatory way. <laughs> what the fuck? It's just funny when like you try to comment, like you, you try to you try to give somebody a compliment and it just comes off as like it's <laughs> it's, a, it's a worse like a worse than an insult. I like your shoes. Boy, you're looking real good today, aren't you? <laughs> you don't quite look as fat as you usually do. <laughs> you lost weight. <laughs> oh wait, I'm sorry. It's just the way you were saying. Oh uh, yeah, you're just fat. <laughs> Never mind. No, uh, we're going home. <laughs> no, it's Parks Game Podcast. We uh. What's going on with you guys? A little bit of, a little bit of ketchup. A little bit of ketchup. A little bit of ketchup. Uh, a little bit of mustard. Tomato on there. Well, I've just, uh, I've been busy not playing uh, shooter looter games. Actually. You have not. Yeah, no, no, playing, uh, catching up to uh, to Pokemon Sword. Actually. Good. I'm very happy. I know. I figured you would be very proud of me because I am finally playing a Pokemon game. I'm happy you're playing anything. What are you talking about? You never play games. What are you talking about? Of course I have. Literally, like, a month ago, I was playing through and beating Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Well, yeah, that's true. You <laughs> fuck I I say, Well, And to be honest, when he plays games, he tends to just play, like, the NES or stuff like that. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't keep up on very many modern games. No, it's definitely a lot more retro gaming, because so. I just recently, like, a month or two ago, I played through... Um, Silent Hill 2, I played Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil 2, um, oh, that's right, we saw you going through Resident Evil. Resident Evil 1, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. A lot harder than I remember it being. When we watched the worst movie ever. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty yes, good movie. Thanks yes, Killing 3. Thanks Killing 3. That was terrible. Even worse than Thanks Killing 2. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin? So, yes, that's what's up with me. Kevin, let's let's hear how uh, uh, interesting your life is. How's it going, buddy? I spent my week getting all twenty-six endings to near Auton Autonoma. <laughs> automata. Automata. Near Automata. There's twenty-six endings. Yeah. And it's not quite as elaborate as it sounds. No, it's I, so there are like there are like five that are like the main story. Mm -hmm. And then the other twenty-one are well, like, okay, the best example is the beginning of the second playthrough you play as this character called 9S. 
Okay. Well, you're supposed to go off on this path to the right. Well, if you go to the left, hit a switch, it lowers a crane. If you walk down the crane, that's an ending. Yeah, she it's like leaves. stupid oh, shit like just, that. He just fucks oh, off gotcha. and like okay. it's like he doesn't want to fight. He wanted to go learn about stuff, so he just left, and that's yeah. the ending. Gotcha. <laughs> so it's kind of yeah. Yeah, and I thought and I thought it was bad that like uh, you remember the game Heavy Rain. Yeah, that game had like fourteen different endings. Yeah. And I do remember playing through every single one of them because <laughs> yeah. I wanted to get the platinum trophy for it. It's a really good game, actually, Nier. And yeah. Heavy Rain. And, yeah. I liked them both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just I started playing it when I was watching your dog, and then yeah. I was just like, he won't notice if it's gone. I took it home <laughs> for the week. I literally just brought it back this morning. And guess <laughs> what? Never <laughs> noticed. <laughs> it's gone. I have so many fucking games over here. Not a clue. Didn't even think twice about it. I was, I was originally just going to sneak it back up onto the shelf and not say anything. That's but he was funny. sitting in the living room already, so I was like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do that. Wouldn't be the first time, won't be the last time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have been playing Outer Worlds, which I am quite taken with. It's a fabulous blend of, like, KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic. I know what KOTOR uh, is. Well, some people might not. Okay. Um, don't, well, then don't point to me as if, like, uh, KOTOR... It was uh, just a blanket knights, statement. Knights of the Old Republic to the lay, <laughs> lay person. To the layman. Mm. Yes. Uh, it's a blend of, like, Mass Effect and... and, and mostly uh, Fallout. And Fallout. Well. Definitely mostly Fallout, I would say. It definitely has, like, the Fallout vibe. Mm. Well, it's got but, KOTOR's world scales. And, yeah, and uh, so it's like a, a beautiful blend of those three. I mean, it's gotcha. Obsidian, so oh, okay. that's why. And I, I, I absolutely love it. It took me a little bit to get into it because I haven't played a game like that in ages. But I I absolutely love it. I think it's truly fabulous. It's kept me engaged because it's, it's one of those where... Well, I, I mean, you're familiar with like Knights of the Old Republic. It's no, like, of course, yeah. There's... In those, there was kind of like a sense of right and wrong. Like, oh, yeah. There was they, good they and bad. To, it's Star Wars, so there's always they, the light versus Well, yeah, but they also, it. yeah, there's been games like that where they try to say, like, you you lean to one side or the other, like, mm -hmm. things that you do either turn you good or make you go down this dark path. Yeah. yeah. yeah I get well, it. what's engaging about this one is it's hard to find who's in the wrong. So, like, a good example is the first town you're in, or the first, like, area you're in. Mild spoilers. Yeah, spoilers for this one. Um, there's, there's like a the whole universe is essentially corporations no, it's, run everything. It's not, it's this they call galaxy. it the board. It's the, the galaxy. This part That's of the right. game. Basically, humans left Earth, and instead of just being like you know a one government, mm -hmm. like corporations basically went out and claimed planets. Oh, yes, wow. and they claimed so, rights to planets, and like the big, the big overall like thing that runs the planets is called the board. So the first planet you're on, the corporation has this, like, backwater hick town. It, yeah, they, they, they can Saltuna, they call it. So there's, like, this big cannery, and it's, it's a whole, the whole, you're pretty much working yourself to death. They only treat people if you're worth being treated. Otherwise, if you get sick, you clearly didn't work hard enough, and they leave you to die kind of thing. So they paint this picture that like this corporation's terrible and all these things you eventually go up to meet like the head of the town who's, you know, corporate man and and he seems nice enough. Like he doesn't come off as a dick. He doesn't come off like a terrible person. He seems like he genuinely wants to take care of his people and you're just waiting for that moment when he turns on you. Like you're, he's going to show his corporate side and mm -hmm. fuck everybody. Yeah. He never really does. Huh. So the people that desert this town 
go off and they fuck off to this other area. They the corporate town calls them deserters. Okay. And so they they go off. They they live off the land while they're viewed as traitors. So the like your very first big story mission is you have to go cut power from their town and divert it back to the corporate town because it's you know it's there it's an energy suck. There's only so much energy on the planet. So it, it essentially will force the workers back to town to go back to work. Well, it's, it's all because you need a piece to fix your ship, and there's only two of these That's pieces right. on the planet. Oh, gotcha. And they power one of, it, it powers one of two generators, so... Is that a can, T-14 hyperdrive? Basically. You can either power, <laughs> you can power the town, or you can have the power going to the outpost. Yeah. And that's it. There's only enough to, for, from the power plant for one of the two. And there's no getting around it. Like, you have to make a decision. So it's like, you... you visit the outpost and that you get their whole story you know they were treated like shit you know sh this the head of the outpost is able to make things grow again because the whole idea is like nothing can grow in this area you know there's no food they've literally been eating this salt tuna which is why this town's getting sick to begin with yeah salty tuna is, doesn't sound good yeah so it's like so she's able to make like fruits and vegetables and shit in this greenhouse and stuff like that she's able to make shit grow well she really hates this fucking leader of this town. Like, you almost... It, it's almost like Vendetta-esque. Mm. And she doesn't care who she hurts. She just wants to get back at this guy. So it's like... When, when I, I did all that, and I got to the point where I have to make the decision. And you kind of find out how she's making things grow. You're, she makes the soil fertile by grinding up humans. <laughs> she's essentially putting bodies into the dirt... And like as grinding them up as fertilizer, mm -hmm. and it's reinvigorating the earth. So like, but these are people that she's not killing them. Oh no! Some, some well, it's implied that she's grave robbing, and then like she's killing bandits or people that are too sick to keep going. Yeah, she uses all of them. Hmm. She's not like flat out going down the street. Hey, bang! What? <laughs> <laughs> she's not. She's not doing that. She's just like taking. Not yet. Yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, I should mention the corporation makes you pay for your grave, and it, it's it, yeah. It's hard to describe. Well, kind of they basically the corporation charges you for everything. You're on their yeah. planet. You're basically charged for stuff. Yeah. Like if you're if you're sick, it's docked from your pay. Not you. You don't get sick pay. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much you have to pay them back. It's oh, it's God. really like you really hate the corporation. And that's part of that's why like it's yeah. So, like, you can hate the town because he basically has no choice but to make the people work because corporate expects certain things, and if corporate doesn't get what they want, they will send people in, and they will heavy-handed heavy smack people or just flat-out kill people and replace them. Oh, my God, it's Repo the Genetic Opera. Yeah, basically. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, yeah. You've never even seen Repo the Genetic Opera. I've read the synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> on Netflix one time. Oh, that's so funny. But no, it, so it's like, I got to that decision, I'm like, I, I literally spent five or ten minutes just sitting there thinking like, what is the right move? Because like, mm -hmm. you're one, the first partner you get, Parvati, this, this girl engineer, she's like, she basically tells you like, don't cut power from the, to the, from, to the town. Because it's like, there are still good people in that town that just, they have to work. It's like, so you feel, you start to think beyond like, well, I can see the point of like keeping corporate alive because the people under them are—they're still good people. You know what I mean? And they—they they work. They need corporate to survive. Yeah. Because basically, 
if a planet how... becomes non-profitable for a company, they cut all ties mm -hmm. and no one's allowed to go to the planet or leave the planet. Yeah. Mm. Which there is a planet like that you have to visit in the game. But it's 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 so it makes you think and I love that idea of vague uh, like good and bad. Mm -hmm. like, it's all, it's like, all a very it's great interpretation. Moral system. Exactly. And I love that. I, for mm -hmm. some reason, I'm a huge sucker for games where it's like you're never clear who the bad guy is. And I, I, I like that a lot. So, mm -hmm. And that's why I like Outer Worlds so much because nothing's ever quite what it seems. But at the same time, it also is. I, I, it's a weird experience. Yeah. But I, I really like the game a lot. So I don't know far. if I would be able to like handle that long term. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Just because it's like the like the ramifications of like what you do and having this moral dilemma like mm -hmm. even though it's in a game you're still feeling it because you're so immersed in it and so like um it's so interactive um and just constantly having that dilemma going through it's like it just i i just feel like it would weigh on me like after a while well and the, like see the one thing that's really nice about our worlds is that it's small enough that multiple playthroughs would not be bad Mm. So you could actually go through and do all their options and not have to worry oh, about not have to worry much. about that kind of stuff. It's not like gotcha. I'm gonna have to go dedicate seventy hours to do another playthrough. Okay, okay, if maybe you're that's if you're what, fast yeah. and you know where you're going, you can blow through the game. I think it's like fifteen hours. Mm. So yeah, that's, that's doing all like the side quests and stuff if you know where you're going. Oh. If you just do the main story, I think you can beat it in like three hours. Oh wow, that's so. pretty short. Because even even like Fallout Three was kind of short. Yeah. If you just did even Morrowind, like they were all short enough, but it's just you get so lost in the world. That's where the bulk mm -hmm. of your time comes from in a lot of games like those. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's definitely I I'm I, I didn't think I would like it as much as I do, but I I absolutely love it. I love the characters. There's good humor in it. Like, it's it's pretty good. So, that will segue into, kind of, we've already been talking about it, is the looter, shooter, or shooter, looter, I guess. I don't know what the fucking terminology is. It's It should technically be shooter, looter, but That's they always say looter, shooter, because it flows better. Yeah, the looter, shooter genre is what we're talking about today. So, for anybody who doesn't know what that is, basically take, well... So you don't know what Diablo well, is. Well, say, in, in order to really explain what the looter shooter genre is, you kind of have to take a, a small step back and go to like basic the early foundations of it's like what Dungeons and Dragons. Well, no, right. I, I wouldn't even go back that far because I, I would say basically start like Diablo because that's what really got that style stuff going. Yeah. Where it's you go out, you kill a bunch of stuff, they drop new equipment, you're constantly upgrading yes. and getting better stuff as you're going through. It's that cycle of, like, kill, loot, repeat. And that's yep. just all you're doing. Go through dungeons, kill a boss, get better stuff. And it's it's and, that form of building, as opposed to, like, traditional and, RPGs, yeah. where it's kind of more of the Static. experience ground. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, like, so as you're going, yeah, you get the better equipment to do fight the stronger stuff, to keep going... So Diablo started as like the isometric hacking, and there were a ton of offshoots of those. And oh, some God, tried. Yes. There was a looter shooter before Borderlands. I think it was. Be I think it released before Borderlands, um, called Hellgate. Where uh, it, I have no idea. Yeah, it, it was PC. PC that only. Explains it. Those PC elitist sons of bitches. Um, <laughs> I think they're better than us. Motherfuckers. Yeah, so 2007. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, I remember playing. I actually never played the first Diablo. I played Diablo two. 
that's how I kind of got introduced mm. into this genre. Because I remember Diablo 1 I had for the PC, but it was so slow yeah. that I kind of never got into it. Hellgate came out before. It was 2007, oh. Borderlands was 2009. Did you ever play Diablo on a PlayStation? Yes. No, I, I was wanted that, to. Was that slow? No. Well, was yeah, it? It, was, yeah. it was that early. And it was a little bit slower than the PC version because... PC version, you had the speed of being able to move the mouse to click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas PS1, you were using the D-pad to walk and then X to, like, attack and interact mm, and stuff. Okay. And Diablo 1 is very, very slow compared it's to... It's sluggish. Yeah. yeah. Because I, if I'm not mistaken, Diablo 1, you could only go in eight directions. Yeah. It wasn't free-flowing. Oh, I suppose gotcha. Diablo 2 wasn't free-flowing either. Diablo 2 is still on the plane system, yeah. so... Mm. But it was easier to move. It, yeah. You could run, which yeah. made it faster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, um... So, like, yeah, and then, so as the genre has gone, they, uh, different companies have tried different things. Um, Hellgate came out, and it, it took the Diablo concept, but then moved it from just being melee-based to also having classes that were, well, I mean, I suppose Diablo always had, like, magic and stuff, but... yeah. But then there, it also introduced, it introduced, like, guns, so you were using machine guns and shotguns, rocket launchers, and then Borderlands comes out in 2009... And it does the same thing, but it's got a very unique aesthetic for for yeah. the, the and, and setting because it was like that almost wild west. Yeah, it was Hellgate. I, I'm getting vague glimpses of it. Maybe I do remember called that Hellgate much. London here. I Hellgate think London. So it, essentially, like I feel like what they were trying to do, it's like mix Doom and Diablo. Yeah, basically because it was it was Earth was fine. Something either they were using technology or something or magic yeah. and. And yeah, all of a sudden, ooh, demons are on Earth, which is basically Doom's story, just not a, <laughs> except for directly on Earth instead of us starting on Phobos and Demos. Yeah. <laughs> so. But yes, um, I would say Borderlands definitely kicked it into well, prominence. Yeah, Borderlands, yeah, Hellgate was a very, like, niche title. Yeah, so. especially being PC. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Borderlands came along, and I remember it kind of took the genre by storm. Yeah. Like, they well, pretty much defined like, it. There was nothing on the consoles like it at the time. No. Which, so. I mean, first-person shooters have been around for ages. Like, yeah. Doom, Doom and Hexen, Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein and, yeah. yeah, but those games were never known for dropping gratuitous amounts of, like... You no, no, get, no, but he's just talking about the shooting in general. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shooting yeah, kind of came into prominence with... I, I wouldn't even say Wolfenstein, even though Doom it was technically. it was before Doom. But Doom is really what what elevated it to that next level yeah. and really became. I mean, because even Doom even got ported sure over to like Super Nintendo and yes, stuff. Oh yeah, so. was yeah. it really? Oh yeah, it was. oh yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's when uh, first person shooters kind of really came into prominence. Yeah, was, when so. that game came out. Oh yeah, I, know I would almost so. say Halo took it a step further. Because there were people who never even touched Halo? FPSs, and then they played Halo. Halo but most people became... also knew, at least knew about Doom. Oh yeah, but everybody knows. But see, Doom. here's here, and here's the difference though: is that Doom was always a first-person shooter that was for the PC gamer, mm. even though it was ported to other systems. I mean, it was ported to everything: Sega Saturn, oh, Super yeah. Nintendo, 3D, uh, 3DO. Um, it was ported to everything. But even though console gamers could play it, it was still kind of in the PC gaming market only. Yeah. And Halo was the first one, well, it probably wasn't the first, but it was the first main first-person shooter that made that type of game genre, I won't say accessible, but it just it brought it to the masses of the home video game market. Oh, absolutely. It clicked for some reason better with yes, I think it did. because of the, the the unique multiplayer type at the time. And that might have been it too. Cuz to be honest like 
even because N64 had Goldeneye mm-hmm. and Perfect Dark. Yeah. And while Goldeneye was really, really popular, oh, it did true, not yeah. quite catch the way Halo did. Well, was no. it Halo before Goldeneye? No, no Nintendo no. 64. Yeah, hey, uh, I thought N64 was Golden around I, like the no, Xbox, Golden, no, PS2 no, 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 no. Goldeneye came out in 1996, and uh, Halo came out in 2001. Really? Xbox came out in 2001. Xbox was GameCube. Mm-hmm. What was Goldeneye? Did you say? Nintendo 90, 96. Yeah, somewhere. Jesus, like that. fuck. Perfect Dark, I think, was like 98. 98 I think. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. I never really got those games in oh, uh, N64. Yeah. I, I got an N64 late. Oh, so gotcha. I never had an N64 growing up, but mm-hmm. it's funny because I, I I was friends with like people who had N64s, and we would play the heck out of like GoldenEye. But I oh, was yeah. I was always terrible at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's so funny because, and I think we we made mention of this before too, is that the the games were like you saw it first growing up, and it's like, Whoa! oh my god, this is groundbreaking. How do people move this fast. And you and you play them now or you look at them now and you're just like where am I? I'm in a maze. It's so hard to well, tell actually, what's what. It's, it's a, not just that. It's a like, non-age crazy. The way no. shooters used to be versus what they are now mm-hmm. like now we're used to the dual analog setup where one analog moves you, one looks you. Yes. Well, first off, used to be that way. First yeah, off Doom yeah. never had up or down left. Nope. you left, right. As long as your gun was pointed in a direction you hit what you were shooting at. Yep. Like, even going to, like, N64, GoldenEye, you had walked, to, yeah. in order to, aim, like, fine aim, you had to hold the R trigger yeah. and aim with the analog stick, but you couldn't move And I feel, I think turning needed the C, the, the C, stick. C button. Yeah, mm-hmm. or you could do yeah. it the other way, so analog, and then walk yeah. with the... Uh, so it was like a goofy setup like that, and even the original Halo, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think you could look down the sights on the original yeah, Xbox. you clicked the analog stick in. I know there it did for some of the guns, but I don't think it did because I think clicking the or the sticking was your melee attack. No, B was melee. Are you sure? Yep. On the original original yeah. Halo, I feel like it, uh, it wasn't a look down the sights. The thing. only the only reason I remember being able to do this because I remember people using the pistol to shoot across the gulch. Oh, that's right. Well, the pistol was the most OP fucking weapon in Halo. Well, in any shooter at the time. Sounds uh, sounds like we need to have a, a good old-fashioned Halo night. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I would love to. I haven't played Halo in years. Oh, God. But that's the, kind of the point. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, Lord knows you never probably played that genre growing up. Lord knows I fucking didn't. I did. No, but it's like, it's, I, but Halo, when Halo burst onto the scene, like, that got me into FPSs to well, begin with. Well, and it's funny because that is... It, it actually did the opposite for me is that when that kind of came onto the onto the scene it got me into first person shooters because I would play it in groups of people like our Halo Knights that yeah. we used to have and I used to get my ass beat and so <laughs> it basically brought me into it and, and it drew me right and drew right. me away. Like I do not want anything to do with first person shooters anymore yeah, as wow. a result of Halo. I, I did like Playing Halo by myself, it was fun. The, it was the right. story wasn't great, but it was typical. If you're yeah. a sci-fi fan, the story, which I am. other than like a couple of the MacGuffins, yeah. was basic sci-fi that's been around since the fifties. Brave mind who does nothing, swats your ship down and then lets <laughs> you walk so away. Stupid. Halo two and three were just dumb. Um, <laughs> but like, and then like Borderlands did one major thing. To beyond just like the looting and stuff. First off, it had the randomized instead of just being mm-hmm. like oh like Diablo where it's oh a this this affix on this weapon gives it these stat possibilities or this like elemental. 
Borderlands was like the guns were randomly generated, other than a yes. few of them. They they always touted million guns. Yeah, in this and game. then the other big thing that a lot of games, like jeez, like every game did, like basically after that was the the RPG mechanics. Yeah, that became a huge thing and just brought every fucking game. Mm, I can't yeah. even action games now. Like mm -hmm. even I mean, granted, yeah, there were still like. Devil May Cry, you sort of had it. You bought, got the souls to buy new moves, but you didn't really level. Mm -hmm. So, yes. but like, yeah, now like action games, you level up and you get new skills or new this and that. The Assassin's Creed game, you have a leveling system and stuff like that. And that went from like a stealthy type to like an action. Mass uh, Effect yeah. is a good example. Yeah. Mass Effect went from KOTOR, all of a sudden now it's it's pure shooter. Yeah. Which and sucks. Mass Effect Three. I think no, it went, two. It shifted well, that way. Two still had RPG elements to it, but definitely not to the level one did. I loved Mass Effect One. Mass Effect One was okay. I, I, I because I was such a Kotor fan and I like sci-fi. Like yeah. Mass Effect was fun. I loved the story, but honestly, Mass Effect bit off more than it could chew by oh, by yeah. their promises. It kind of fell to the to the it fell victim to like the fable syndrome. Yeah, I'm gonna promise every decision you make in the first one will carry throughout the series. Yeah. It didn't, no. because they, I truly feel it was another one that's a victim of the times. Had technology, had Mass well, Effect started in PS3 and come be, forward, to be honest, if I they think they could have pulled it off. They could have pulled it off when it came out, had they not released on console. Of course. Yeah, I think Because so PCs at the time were capable of doing what they were talking about. Also, PCs have massive storage, so you could have the much larger save files and stuff like that. It yeah. wasn't an issue. So, had they gone PC only, they would have been able to do what they were talking about, not to mention they wouldn't have to have split their resources the way right. for developing in consoles. But Mass Effect I loved, because that's kind of another looter shooter. Yeah, because that say. one you got... Is the, it was third person, the, but it was still... The first one, especially, because it was... Tons and tons of equipment because you constantly broke it down for the Omni gels and yeah. And whereas like yeah, in two and three they basically were like oh that's no you don't get loot drops anymore. Mm -hmm. You basically buy these set twelve things and you're done. Yeah, and the Mass Effect three just completely took it out of the. They're just like these are your guns. Yeah, <laughs> you're done. No stats to increase. No nothing. I haven't played Andromeda, so I Andromeda I liked. It was a good concept, yeah. but there are just a bunch of flaws that get in the way with it, unfortunately. Yeah. But I mean, Borderlands eventually sp spurned off so many different, or spun off so many different games. I mean, you have the Division, is a looter shooter. Destiny, yeah, is, is the is a big one. Destiny uh, combined elements of the like the looter shooter with MMOs. And yeah. um, Apex Legends. I mean, they're no, all... no. Apex Legends is a of like a uh, is that a battle royale. It's a battle royale. Oh, That's not gotcha. a, oh okay. It's a, oh, it's, a, okay. it's more of a team deathmatch, I think. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, okay, kind of like Unreal Tournament. Yeah. yeah, where it's it's right. got four v four. I mean, yeah, I suppose technically, like PUBG are like looter shooters, sort of, because you have to find all the loot, like the weapons and stuff in the environment. You start with nothing. Yeah. But I, mm -hmm. uh, to me, that's where it gets a little fuzzy, because to me, looter shooter is random spawn enemy. I kill. It drops weapon. I pick up. Yeah, so, which makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, there's a whole shitload of them. We've we've played a lot. It's it's. I've played the entire Borderlands franchise. Me so. too. Technically, not. No, you haven't. Not you haven't played Tales of the Borderlands. I don't count that. That's just story. No, the, no. The, the story actually affects Borderlands Three. Eh, so not to take a step back. <laughs> no, but can't. we can't do that, Paul. No, thinking about this, 
Would you consider a game like Castlevania Symphony of Night a looter shooter? Like, to some degree. Random enemies drop random equipment, which yeah, it's, can then it's help a, a, you. A loot action game, but I, yeah, but yeah, it'd be a loot. I mean, it's not classified I as loosely. That. It's not yeah. classified as that. It's it's a Metroidvania. It, it falls into the same category as like Diablo. But it's the same. It's the but it's the same. Slash yeah, loot. It's a, yeah, it's the same principle. Like random enemy encounters, they drop items that can then help you yeah. with your quest further down the line. Yeah. And yeah, and you level up in that one, and mm-hmm. so. I suppose so. But in a very loose term, because it's another one of those things. It'd be an action or hack and slash. Because I was thinking about that, like almost like action RPGs, like that, and even like Marvel Ultimate Alliance would kind of be the same thing, where it's like the first one was, yes, where because there was a lot more equipment to pick up. Yes, there was. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. especially like X Men Legends, you had what like a whole three or four different different equipment spots per character. Mm-hmm, per, so, yep. like, that mm-hmm. one was definitely more of the loot Diablo style. Like, There's yeah. no shoot! Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was. Iceman. Yeah, I was gonna say, some characters <laughs> could shoot, actually. Yeah. But still. You like, bitch. That's, yeah, that's talking, another like, one of those where it's kind of hard is, to define. The genre yeah, it gets is. a little fuzzy, yeah. It, it does, because of what, basically, the genre is. It, yeah, there's a lot of games that kind of meet that criteria. So it's like saying an RPG. Yes, because technically anything could be considered an RPG. For the sake of this, I'm going to say things that are mostly shooting gun-based. Okay, yeah. Because division's mostly gun based. Yeah, like, you have melee attacks, just like an outer outer world is a looter shooter, in which but it, you could do a melee build. Yeah. But I would say it definitely falls more in that kind of vein. Kotor could, I suppose. It's eh. still yeah. That that's really just standard fare for RPG. Yeah, it's so. it's hard to really kind of say it, but we'll we'll focus more on the ones that it's it's primarily shooting. So like like you said, we played all the Borderlands ones. Um, what? Why are you laughing, Paul? <laughs> Just something I thought. Oh God! <laughs> no, no, no! Can I share with the class? No, because you. <laughs> it's probably funnier to me than it is to anybody else. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure it is. This is gonna be comedy gold. Folks. Oh, Here we go. Oh, it sure is. <laughs> Spin it up. <laughs> okay. So you so you said in that same vein, and I'm thinking to myself, God. would you say in that? Castlevane? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that right there just killed our podcast. We now no longer have any fans or subscribers. Hit us up on Facebook. <laughs> Hit us up on Twitter. Go to powerchurgaming.tv. I love it. Thanks you right it's to so the good. It's so good. You're such an idiot. Glad we're bringing our A game today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but that's comedy goal right there. Well, I'll tell you I, what, he ain't shit. I am all set. <laughs> I am all set. I don't have to say anything else funny because, boom, I'm done. So glad you contributed. Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such a Why are we friends with him? So <laughs> Other than these are his games. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Borderlands, obviously. We've talked about Borderlands. We had a whole episode debate, or... Uh, dedicated to Borderlands 3 before that came out but um, like you had said Borderlands pretty much defined the genre yeah I mean you had so many different classes you could be it it was a great game well it was the 4 for the first one was it 4? yeah oh yeah yeah it was (laughs) it was uh, Roland Lilith Mordecai and Brick in the first one oh that's right and that was it yeah, and then you they expanded upon that in two. And where then they had two, Jesus. you had um, six, 
yeah, six at the end. Yeah, because they, uh, they ended up Gage and uh, and Gage and, uh, Zeke. and um, Krieg. Krieg, that's what it was. I thought it was with Z. No. Yeah, and then the pre sequel also had six, five, five. I think it was five. No, they just added the Baroness. Oh yeah. No, I thought they Aurelia. added Doppelganger too. Because was there he was, was one of the base classes, uh, I think. Was he? I think so. Because there was Doppelganger, Claptrap, the Gunslinger, the Gladiator. Oh yeah, and then the Baroness. Yeah. No, and then the other one. Uh, what's his face? The soldier oh. guy. What the hell's his name? Oh, Wilhelm or Wilhelm? Wilhelm. So there yeah. were six. Yeah, the soldier. Yeah, that's right, because he had the two yeah. robots. Yeah, I didn't care for pre-sequel as much. You know, pre-sequel would have been fine had there not been the oxygen system. Had it not felt like you were running through peanut butter anytime you were outside. Yeah. Mm. Pre-sequel took well, place guess, on the moon. Well, yeah, you're in on those low, this entire like low-grab setting, so anytime you're indoors, it feels fine. You go outside... The air system is, like, fine, whatever. The jumping was cool at the low grab, but it always felt like you were moving sluggish. Was like molasses. Yeah, yeah it oh. was bad. It God, got I, it got yeah. annoying after a while. Ugh. Which I, yeah, that honestly was probably the biggest downfall. Like, I love playing as the Baroness. I thought oh, that was, was awesome. Broken. I yeah. beat the entire game with her, and it was just like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> like, the claptrap was interesting yeah, because you had no oxygen. You didn't have to worry about it. Your yeah, but all of his skills sucked because they were oh. random. Yeah, his, his ultimate skill was a random effect. So it's like you oh, were never that's... guaranteed. You oh, literally that's... had to come down to pure skill. That's stupid. Yeah. Pre-sequel I didn't like as much. Two was probably where it shined the best. Yeah. Because it took all the lessons incredible. they learned from the first one, made them better, yeah. and then the deal, like the expansions for that one, were amazing. Two, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Pre sequel, they basically did the character pack, then they did clap the claptrap voyage or whatever it was called, mm. and then they scrapped all the other expansions they were planning for that one because it went over like shit. Yeah, so. So they, they stopped that one, and I think that's when they started working on Borderlands 3. Yeah, and Borderlands 3 was good. Yeah. I, I liked it. Yeah. The classes felt interesting and unique in the fact that you could change how your special functioned. So it gave you... It was essentially like you had two three classes in one character. Yeah. It was really fascinating, and I, I did like it. I still still haven't beaten it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, I I've, got old to me. Mm. My I don't... Maybe it's because I'm kind of burned out on the genre. Yeah. But like, I can see that. I when with Borderlands Two, I went back to that one a lot. Probably like, as much as you have Diablo Three. Almost, yeah. Yeah. But like with Borderlands Three, like I love the game. I enjoyed the story. But I there's some. It almost it either feels like something is missing. Or it's just, yeah, I've had too much of it. Yeah. I didn't beat it because <laughs> preceding three, I played all of two. Yeah. I, I did two games of it. I did the, the original game, and then I did a new game plus. And I played through it twice so to kind of prep myself for three. Mm -hmm. And I think by that point, I was just like, yeah, all right. I've, I've had enough. I've had yeah. my fill, <laughs> and I kind of stepped away from it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I went back to, like, traditional, like, JRPGs, you know. Or back to Destiny. Or... Well, no. Almost. <laughs> I dipped my toe into Destiny, and I was just like, nope. Nope. I'm out. <laughs> yep. So we'll talk about Destiny. Since that, I was, was, saying, that was a good segue. I, 
I played through Destiny. Absolutely adored Destiny One. Uh, I loved it. I didn't as much because as I I'm not an MMO. Guy. I like the, the character classes. I love the aesthetics. Yep. The story was fun. There just was no content in that game. It it was two of my favorite things: RPGs and sci-fi. I loved it. I I didn't care so much for the shooting because I'm terrible at it. Since when have you loved sci-fi? We talked about this. That's like I found over the years my taste. I tend to lean more towards like the sci-fi version of RPGs than I do like the remember, fantasy. Remember, he loves like Fantasy Star and Fantasy oh, Star, Star Ocean. Oh, shit. Okay, those are I'm, technically sci-fi. I know because I'm only just thinking like even he has Final this, Fantasy is more sci-fi. Than he has this fantasy, later ones than, anyway. Yeah. He has this this deep like disdain for Star Wars, but claims to love sci-fi. Like I don't understand that one. I love the Kotor. Well, yeah, it's true. Star Wars is science fantasy, not science fiction. It. Oh! <laughs> that blow your fucking Star mind. Trek is is science fiction. I do. Star Trek's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really claim to like one more than the other. See, all right. Star Wars. All right, I have a very love hate relationship with it. I love listening to you guys talk about and you Star love Wars. The games. And I do love the games. Absolutely. Kotor was those two two of my favorite games the on the Xbox. Did you ever play the Unleashed games? I have not, but I watched Force him play it, yeah. and watched, I liked watching him play it. Yeah. He watched, yeah, he watched yeah. me play all of Force Unleashed. <laughs> so that was and, a good one, though. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. Like we discussed in the Star Wars episode of the podcast yeah. or the Powercast, we did. It was. It came down to the movies. To me, were slow, and I they were confusing. Mm-hmm. But like the it's games, the games were perfect. Like the well, because they changed the story, and I'm, it fucking didn't make any sense. All of a sudden, we're space bugs. They now, didn't. Uh, they well, didn't change the story. That's the, the way that it was supposed to be. <laughs> the space bugs, and then the force is not represented in the first three or the original trilogy. We're getting off topic. <laughs> All right, well, this is gonna be another Star Wars episode. Yeah, Why don't we just throw some stir fetches in there and talk about Pokemon for twenty minutes? No. <laughs> but no, I lean more towards the, like the sci-fi aspect okay. of, of, of RPG type. Mm-hmm. So like Kotor or or like said, uh, Star Fantasy Ocean. Star, Star yeah. Ocean, Mass Effect. I liked. So and someone's like that. Destiny had a lot of that. And Destiny yeah. was, yeah. yeah. And, and, and but they added like warlocks and stuff like this. So it was cool. It was like, oh, there was like magic and shit. Space magic. It was like space magic. It's like sci-fi meets gauntlet. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I absolutely love Destiny One. It was it was a cool concept. I'm not an MMO guy personally. I hate playing with people, but that game I liked. Like it kind of got, MMO light. Yeah, it got me into to that kind of a style because I was never into WoW. I could I tried, could not get into it mm-hmm. because it it was one of those things where the hardcore people who oh there are tornado sirens testing yes it's the test yeah. Um, the hardcore people who played WoW shunned away newbies. Yeah, they were gatekeeping to they, it. They gatekeep the game. So it's like, if, if you're... And to a lesser degree, Destiny kind of did it too. But at the same time, Destiny also catered to it. To inviting new people in while shunning the old people. At least, we'll talk about that. But... Destiny 1, I liked the story, or what was fucking represented of it, mm-hmm. which well, was one of the biggest downfalls that, that of it. That was my, one of my biggest complaints with the first Destiny is they made a good story, 90% of which is not even in the game. No. Oh. You got these things called grimoire cards that you unlocked. Mm-hmm. You go online to read it. 
It doesn't even give it to you in fucking game. That's you have to go on to Bungie.fuck <laughs> and look it up. That's and then I gotta read it. That's <laughs> stupid. This is the age of technology. This is the future. I don't. I shouldn't have to read shit. Be forthright to me. She tell me about it. But that was the, probably the biggest thing of Destiny that fell off. Even though I know that kind of wasn't the point, was the story. It was. Well, but they, it's about playing games together. But they mm -hmm. also touted the story as one of the key aspects during all of the advertisements. Yes, stuff. they did. Yeah. So you can't sit there and be like, oh, it's a story game, and then say, oh, by the way, you gotta fuck read a story. Yeah. Which is, we'll get into that whole aspect. Well, and you said that these are like these are cards that you find. It's not something that is just like you unlock readily them. available. Like it's yeah. you have to work to find the story. Well, and, and like you That's, get some of them by doing stupid stuff, like X number of kills with certain weapon types. See, that makes and, no sense whatsoever. Then use this character, get them to the max level, and use different abilities. Why and would do you? Stuff. It's like why would you have this beautiful story? That you're then hiding from people. Or finding all the dead ghosts. Or you're finding an incomplete story, and so therefore it's like you have an experience of like, oh, I've read documents like 1, 5, and 7. It's like, all together on its face, it means nothing. I read Harry Potter 1, 4, and 5. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it means nothing to me. Yeah. Kind of like Star Wars to me. Oh, shut up. I saw the first movie and the fifth movie. That's it. You... The story means nothing to me. Move on. <laughs> But that's kind of where it fell off. But it picked up in the fact that, like, I liked the different array of weapons you could use. I liked the idea of the exotics, like, where you could only equip one at a time. There's So, like, you had different weapons slots and different armor slots, but only one of those could be exotic, which was, like, the highest tier. Of oh, equipment. sure, sure. So you didn't have people who were max level running around with all exotic equipment fucking you up. Yeah. But it, it came down to, I hate PvP. That's all. I've never liked pe fighting actual people, and unfortunately, to get some of those exotics, you had to fight yeah, actual people in something called a crucible. Mm -hmm. So that was their PvP oh, okay. shoot like aspect of the game. Yeah. So it was like get a five kill streak, <laughs> bitch. When my kill rate is one in sixteen, I'm not getting a five kill streak. Yeah. <laughs> so it got like that's kind of where I fell off was the fact that it tried to push the PvP aspect so hard yeah. that it, it turned me off. Mm -hmm. Well, and especially with the first one, I mean, we're still the same way in the second one, was when you got to end game, it was basically you either do Crucible and do PvP matches, mm -hmm. which is just, you know, what is it, 3, three versus 3 or 4 versus 4? It could be 3v3 or 5v5. So, or it was go run the same seven missions repeatedly with some modifiers. They, I mean, they had raids. The, and then the, the raid, the raid system. So there was an eight mission. Woo! It was just like the raids were a long, long dungeon, but the raids essentially just came down to which I hate gear check. Gear check. Yeah, it was essentially if you don't have a specific build, you're not beating this. Oh. So it's it came down to every single person had this Yallerhorn. The, yeah. the rocket launcher that shot off other rockets or it, and people would get pissed at you if you didn't use it like I'm like genuinely they would kick you out of their group oh my god or they god, would just really? leave like it, people were that petty about shit oh god that's terrible well and it was the, the game was also at that point like the raids were so imbalanced that yeah if you weren't using this these exact setups you were dead in one shot so what's the point of having choices if you're only 
if, if the only, only one, one choice is viable. It. Yeah, there's only one way to do it. Yeah. yeah, which that's one of the biggest things I think this genre kind of falls victim to. Because even Borderlands, well, Borderlands is bad falls victim it. to it too. Well, Late game. Borderlands 2, not so much, but Borderlands 3, definitely. Yeah. Because Borderlands 2, my build was very different from your brother's build, which yeah. was very different from my friend George's build, which, like, we all had very different builds for the same character. Borderlands 3, it just, it was, this build is the only viable build for this character because they play tested their game, and this is part of the reason, and this might be part of the reason why I fell, fell off, off of it, was, okay, we're, like, this is the only build that's viable for doing stuff. Two of the characters, their skills were basically absolutely fucking useless endgame. Probably Zane and, uh, what's-her-face's Iron Bear. Nope, Moses Iron Bear. Yeah. And Flax Pets. They die in one shot. Really? Literally. Moe's, you oh. could her, her Iron Bear could be destroyed before you ever even get to use it. See, that's stupid. And then Flax Pets, they run off to go attack something and die in one shot on the highest difficulty stuff. So, like, it's... And so, like, people were like, okay, so we found these builds that worked. And then what happened? Well, these builds aren't, are working better than what Gearbox wanted. So they just, oh, nerf everything. Yeah, which that's been their the biggest issue with this, with Borderlands Three. And Destiny fact. has that issue too. Yeah, Destiny. So, well, so one weapon's uh, dominating yeah. everything. Let's cut the legs off of it. Tell the next weapon rises up, and you know, oh, we'll raise all these other weapons. Well, one oh, weapon yeah. clearly goes up higher than the rest of them. Well, that one's too powerful. It's it's either it's dominating everything, and people are bitching, or it's making like the raid trivial. So we can't allow that. So cut the legs off. Because Destiny One, I remember Thorn was yeah. the biggest one. Because Thorn, the whole idea of the gun was I shoot you, it essentially poisons you, quote unquote. So you're as long as you're hit once, you're dead because it just keeps it constantly oh, chunks keep, off. Yeah, yeah, it'll keep chips off your it's not some you, small yeah. amount. Either. No, and it lasts for a while. So really, all you need to do is peck off one shot, and even if you die, they're gonna die too. So mm-hmm. who cares? Yeah. So that one I remember was the biggest one, and two, I okay. Two, I only played the base game. I didn't play any I expansion. I haven't done any of the, the DLC for two. But two, I remember Cold Heart, the the laser beam. Well, there was all, and then there was also that rat pistol, where for every there was, it's I think an exotic where for every other one that other players are using oh, in your group, yeah, it yeah, got yeah, stronger. Yeah. So when all four players are running that gun, it became ridiculous. Yeah, I remember. Okay, yeah, yeah, I. I know which one you're talking about, but I don't think I... I didn't do the quest, because it's this long-ass quest to do, and I said no. Yeah. But in every genre, or every game of this genre, kind of runs into that problem, too, where it's like, once an expansion comes out, everything equipment-wise from the previous either base game or expansion is, is rendered useless. With the exception of maybe, like, the uniques. Well, even those are useless. Because a lot of them, yeah, Destiny, yes, Destiny, but like, it did. Diablo never did. No. Borderlands, well, Borderlands Kinda. Two never did because there were certain weapons I got at the end of Borderlands Two that I used through every expansion because they were better than not me. The legendary, well, the legendary weapons were even the legendary ones got like once they've outlived their usefulness in the first one, like unless you picked it up again in the higher difficulties with the with the boosted stats, it was pointless. Because you found better common shit stronger than the shit you were using. Yeah, so that one, as far as that sort of stuff, yeah. Which is always, you know, it's something that it's hard for them to balance that kind of shit. But 
like you said, Borderlands 3, I forget what our topic even, or our thing even, what were we going on about? <laughs> we kind of... Nerfing stuff. We kind of went off on a weird, like, snake tangent. Nerf, nerfing it. stuff, like... Oh, Destiny so, 1 and 2, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, certain things hit a certain power threshold, and it's either working... Either the, de the developers don't properly test stuff, so it's way more powerful, or they realize people are having fun with it. Which has been a big... <laughs> it's been a problem with Borderlands that's with 3 is... Players find really fun builds to play that are like strong, and like what well, there, there was one that uh, for Moe's she basically got infinite grenades, hmm. and with okay. this build and like you'd set it up so that like because you were using these electric based grenades, well just run into the thing and like because you had shields and all this other stuff that was building you up, so the electric would heal you, so it's bringing your shields back and stuff. So you just spam grenades everywhere. Gearbox didn't like the way it was working, so they were like, no, no. They're basically, players are having fun with this. Fuck them. They can't be having fun. <laughs> oh, um, really? Yeah, basically. Oh, jeez. So it was just one of those things where they're like, well, it's not working as intended. Well, it's like, you have playtesters. You pay people to playtest. Yeah, why didn't, not, they, not just why didn't that, they figure this one out? <laughs> not just that. Your staff developed the skills and the items. Mm -hmm. How do you not go... Oh, this skill does this. This item does this. They interact this way. That's basic fucking math, and you mm. can't do it. <laughs> Got that right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I know. Like, I could see them fixing certain ones. Like, there's been a lot of glitches in three yeah. two. Like, there's a grenade that basically like. It was hitting, like, multiple times, and it was only supposed to detonate once. Yes. So, so it would, like, bounce and detonate every time, and it was essentially, like, one-shotting boss. Yeah, the porcelain pipe bomb. There's another one where it's, like, you get a damage stack, quote-unquote, and it keeps stacking. Well, somebody found out that if you get this stack and then jump off a cliff, it doesn't take your stack away. It's supposed to if you just flat-out die. It's supposed to take the stacks. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't if you killed yourself. So... Some a guy I know from work, he would just he would just rubber band his controller to have him respawn, jump off a cliff, respawn, jump off a cliff until he had, and there was no stack limit. There was a point where he was hitting for over like five million a shot. Oh my god! He was basic. He ran through the entire game on the highest difficulty, just like picking like off it was stuff. nothing. Like, yeah, yeah. So like glitches like that. That makes fix sense. Them. Fix it. That's yeah. breaking your game. Yeah. But builds like that where it's like you're kind of having fun well, with it and coming up with creative well, solutions to things. Well, and the thing that makes it worse, too, is, okay, balancing stuff in a game that's purely PvP makes sense. Yeah. Because you want everything... Well, I mean, so theoretically, you want everything to be viable. Not always that way. But, like, in a game where it's only PvE... If I want to play a, like, a ridiculously overpowered thing and just slaughter everything, I'm not affecting anyone else's game. Yeah. Why am I not allowed to play that way? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I agree with. Which, I mean, the Borderlands franchise built itself on being ridiculous and over-the-top in weapons and in the humor and all this. So for them to, like, take a, like an opposing design philosophy all of a sudden is like, what are you doing? It's like, this is not what you guys said you were making. Yeah. And there was something, and I can't remember what game it was, but you guys will probably remember it too, because there was a point where the game developers and, and like the gatekeepers were basically saying, um, so what ended up happening was that there was a, um, they put in a hidden room in this game 
where the developers didn't expect anybody to find it. And it was something that never was, I guess, intended for the game. But some players actually ended up finding this room that had, like, I, I don't know if it was infinite weapons or it had some kind of weapons that were, like, really super strong. Um, but basically, they just found it and they were, they were just, they, they just by chance did it themselves and they ended up getting banned. Because they went to a place in the game that was not that was not supposed to be intended for people. Now, I can't remember what game it was that they did. Yeah, it sounds familiar, but I can't remember. But in a case like that, any game like that, who do you think is at fault? The developer. The developers for keeping it in when they didn't want people to find it, or the player for being curious, playing a game that they want to get the most out of and have a great time with, The only the and only they find time, it on accident. The only time I would ever blame a player is if they are negatively affecting other people's ability to play and enjoy a game. Yeah. And to and and to to their defense, they weren't. They were so just, like they yeah, just found this room, and they're like, "What was this room intended for?" Then that's and the before they know thing. it, they get they get the the ban hammer. Yeah, yeah, that's slapped weird. on them. I, I, yeah. God, I don't know what that. I God, yeah, it's gonna bug me now. I honestly, I can't. I remember hearing all about it, where players were, they found it, and there was. I think the first couple people were taking weapons out of this room that were not intended, and so it's like they got banned. But then there were people who were just curious because they thought there's this aspect of the game that wasn't intended for mm-hmm. it. I wanted... Fallout 76. It was Fallout 76. Jesus Christ. And um, I just, what a disaster and I, and I want to see it, and these people just wanting to see it or well, even and, attempting to get there were to getting be honest, banned. And even at that point... Getting banned from that game, that's not a problem. No, that there's problem not. Yeah, that's, well, that's... Well, the biggest problem is, like... That's a story unto itself. Yeah, that's... Yeah. They, they, they really screwed the pooch on that oh, game. Oh, yes, they did. They yes, were they, did. they were recycling uh, uh, well, resources re- and stuff. Reusing like, assets, yeah. totally fine. It's a good way for developers to save money. Pokemon Company, does, Game Freak has done it for how long with the Pokemon yeah, games? Yeah, that is true. Fucking yeah. Blizzard does it with with Warcraft and Diablo. Mm-hmm. I don't mind reusing assets. What I do like hate is they did the, fa- the Fable is problem. They promised the world, and then when they came out, they're like, they promised or they promised this amazing like sand pit that you can go and do stuff in. They gave you a cat litter box. Mm-hmm. With no NPCs. Yeah. So there's literally nobody to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. It was an empty world where you were finding, like, tapes to do stuff, and, like, it got... It was so bad where, like, there were certain, um... The ghouls where if they were in the distance, they'd be standing in the T-pose. <laughs> because they, they... And they would stay that way until you walked up to them, and then all of a sudden they dropped down to the ground where they were supposed to be. Oh, laying on the ground like a Oh, my God, that's so funny. It was really bad. Or they it's were saying bad. something... Or they were saying something about, like, glitches that were found in, like, Fallout 4 or something like that also appeared in Fallout 76, yeah. meaning that they... Not only did they, like, recycle, like, um, resources from they didn't fix for, the problem. But they didn't even the fix, like, they yeah. they literally, like, stole code from 
Fallout 4 that they never corrected and yep. put it into Fallout 76. Yeah. I know the biggest one I can remember is the guy setting off multiple nukes at once and it like crashed the game. Yeah. Like crashed the whole server, I think. I think so, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. seriously? Because the game just literally had no idea how to even process the fact that all of these nukes are going, are going off, off at, at once. the same time. Because <laughs> I remember there was a gun in Fallout 3 that launched multiple nukes. I can't the remember Murph. what it was called. The Merv. Was it? Yeah. Where it would launch like four or five nukes. The and problem is you had to up. arc it, otherwise you dropped them at your feet and nuked yourself. <laughs> but using the nukes in Fallout in the, general was such a disaster. I just love that the Merv, Merv Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's M I R V. Oh, gotcha. Multiple something. I can't remember what it stands for. Rocket something, I think. Yeah. But yeah, it just it launched new new the nukes that look like footballs. It's so funny. But it would go up and then spread out and then just get. To... Yeah, it was cool because it was a good way to take out like the mega brutes, the big fuckers the in three or whatever yeah. they were called. Yeah. But yeah, I just I remember hearing all of the the <laughs> no pun intended the fallout from Fallout seventy six and literally the game came out and within one week. The prices of the game like were bucks. slashed in half, yeah, and then another week, uh, like two or three weeks after that, they were then cut to. They're $8. still trying to salvage that game. I feel like they didn't they make it free at one point. I don't know. Just to I try to get I people into say, it. I want to say they did. They did yeah. make it free to play. I'm yeah. actually surprised that didn't cripple them. Yeah, I mean, that's with, that's, in this yeah. day and age, with how one bad how game, volatile it can yeah, be, one bad game can completely cripple oh, yes. even the strongest. It can titans. crush a studio. Yeah. So like, it's almost surprising that didn't crush them. Well, I don't Bethesda's know. Bethesda's lucky that Gearbox has survived Duke Nukem forever, Aliens, Colonial Marines. But, oh, I mean, are those games anybody yeah. really took seriously? It, it wasn't. I, I wouldn't call Duke that. Nukem. So Duke I don't how long in development? Yeah, but Colonial call. Colonial Marines. Okay, so that one I guess you can't. Yes, because can't that one that, that one was one. like 13 years in development hell. So you 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 can't say that people were expecting a lot from it. No. Because there comes a point where it's like maybe for the first two or three years they were promising the world, and then by year five, year six, people are like, oh yeah, it's probably not even going to come out. Year ten, it's like, oh wait, you're still making that game? It's like people don't even care at that point anymore. To be fair, I don't consider them on the upper shelf. It's not a triple A title. It wasn't a triple A title to begin with. At no point. Fallout. Yeah, was I, for Bethesda. It's a triple A title. Like that's what they're known for. With how successful three was four were. Yes, it was one. It was one of their one of their their landmark series. Yeah. So I would say that regardless and, of what it was, it would have been a triple A title. Did they do New Vegas as well? I thought Obsidian did. That's what I thought. That's mm. I thought to publish sure. it, but Obsidian yeah. developed it. Which uh, I liked New Vegas actually. That was a good one. It was by far the best of the the, the this, this yeah. branch of because Fallout. Bethesda didn't actually develop it. Yeah, right. Because it wasn't I'm buggy sorry. as hell. I'm and... sorry, De- uh, Bethesda. Ever even since Nintendo, they have never gotten their shit right. But like Fallout seventy six, like that. I remember hearing about it, and it was supposed to come out. And it was supposed to be this big multiplayer fun fuck. And it was just a fuck. <laughs> well, and and this that was even uh, they were screwed from the get go too because they released the uh, their like collector's edition thing oh, for and like two hundred bucks. Flat and out yeah, there was supposed to be a canvas bag that came oh, with it. God. And when people uh, were getting their their two hundred dollar editions of this game, it was literally just like a, a cheap a, gym like, bag, a cheap gym bag that you would get like like at a. a f- 
freaking like Barnes and Noble like shopping bag. Oh yeah. god, no! It's cheaper than that. It's Even like a dollar old, yeah. store one. Yeah, like a dollar store one. And then they're like, uh, when people started complaining to um, to Bethesda about it, they're like, oh well, there was a national canvas shortage, so we couldn't <laughs> we couldn't make it. And I'm Which like, bullshit. And I'm like, what, seriously, there was a shortage in the world of canvas material. Yeah, right. Uh huh. No. Yeah. It's because they were cheaping out at that point too, and. It, like they were screwed from that point, and the game hadn't even like come out at that point. So needless to say, there's not going to be a Fallout Five anytime soon. Is no, what you're well, Elder Scrolls Unless... Six is coming out first, anyways. Yeah, I find that hard to believe too. Well, they've already. How long have they been riding Skyrim's fucking ass? Well, yeah. But... Skyrim well, has been because, out. Well, that's for... because they have to. They have to take this this resting period for Fallout seventy six or for yeah. Fallout so that it can recover from the fiasco that was seventy six. To be honest, like Skyrim for them has been their longest stretch of like how much it's like Square Enix's Final Fantasy fifteen. How long can we stretch this fucker out before it snaps? Because they haven't talked anything about Final <laughs> Fantasy sixteen. They haven't done anything other than like Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts or anything like. This. So it's like Final Fantasy's kind of been dead in the water. They've done what? No, World, no, World of Final Fantasy. No, technically the remake of Seven is not. Just, well, not just that, but they've also been doing a lot for the MMO. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Fourteen. Uh, yeah, fourteen. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Realm Reborn was the the re-release. That was the re-release. It. It's not. It's the Shadow Keeps Destiny. Shadowbringers. Shadowbringers. Yes, mm. was the recent thing, and they they pretty much reinvigorized or reinvigorated fourteen. But you haven't seen hide or hair of sixteen. Yeah, the mainline. Yeah, the real it, mainline games. They've pretty much just been like, let's re-release fifteen on all these different things. Let's release a royal edition, a deluxe edition, a deluxe royal edition. Let's let's <laughs> taking a page out of the Capcom handbook. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> I yeah. fucking hated that with like their Marvel Ultimate or not uh, Marvel vs. Capcom three and like yeah. Street Fighter four. It's like oh my They've god! They've done that since Street Fighter two. They did. <laughs> I know they did. That's how why many said, versions of two has there been? There was like two, Street Fighter two championship the turbo championship turbo. <laughs> then there was uh, yeah tur- uh, uh, yeah Street Fighter two turbo Super Street Fighter two Super Street Fighter two turbo. Um, yeah. they've geez, always yeah, they yeah, and it's like, oh, I can't stand it. Why? And they they make these minor, like updates from like the arcade, but we they make it, character. but they make it a full blown release. Like that's blaze. Street Fighter Two Turbo was literally it added four characters. That was it. And it was a sixty nine ninety nine dollar game. Like it was a full released yeah. game. Like well, how can you do that? <laughs> But anyway, 76, like, that would be like Square Enix putting out Final Fantasy 16, and it's just a fucking disaster. Like, do you think, but granted, Square Enix has so many IPs. Mm-hmm. Or even like Kingdom Hearts 3. Look how long it took Kingdom Hearts 3 to come out, and, and that game just fucking bombed. To be honest, yeah. from what I've played of it, because I finally started it, wasn't worth the wait. <laughs> A lot of people liked it, and there's uh, the DLC Remind is supposed off, to be pretty like, good. like, the graphics just look like shit for how long. Mm-hmm. Well, because, like... That's like Because, like, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, like, the graphics looked... Even for PS2, they... You could see where they were pushing the hardware and doing stuff, but, like, everything in 3 to me looks like, instead of adding textures, they were like, smooth it out. Well, that's because... Smooth it out. The clothes have a lot of detail, but the world, make it butter. It's just smooth. Well, and you gotta remember too, it skips PS3. 
yeah. it went from PS2 to PS4. So, I mean, how long well, has it been in development? In, it was in development for PS3. Exactly. It's kind of the same case as that yeah. one game that was, or uh, Last Guardian, that was supposed to be out on PS3 and then ended up jumping to PS4 and it looked like shit. Yeah. Well, that's how. That's because of how long it took. Honestly, I Kingdom Hearts. I, I love the series, but I know you it's do. so convoluted and, and it just. Eh. It's one of those where I just toss I watched, it up and, no, and I and I literally watched <laughs> that video about like the story of well, Barry explains the yeah story how of he explains Hearts. it and I'm just like I still can't tell you what the game is about. <laughs> no, nobody I, can. I can't. I can't. I can't tell you. But um, anyway, Destiny. Uh, <laughs> the one thing I absolutely loved about Destiny One, which I still love in most of those games, is the multiplayer aspect of cooperative. Mm. The strikes mm. I loved, which were essentially it was like mini versions of a raid. You start here, you fight your way through a bunch of areas, you maybe do a thing here or there, and then you fight a big bad boss. Loved it. I absolutely love the strikes. Those those were I, fun. I just hated doing the same six of them. Well, yeah. It's what, literally every just, expansion brought out like another two or three. But it was literally was it was basically just parts of like the the story that you had to play through. It was kind just, of. It was yeah. seg- it was segmented off areas of the, like the story missions, yeah. just with modifiers and slightly different enemies. And it's it just stupid. It like the bad. raids, I never cared for because you never actually fought a boss. And I think we've talked about this before in Destiny is the fact that the raid bosses, quote unquote, just get some gimmick to beat them. It was a gimmick, like Atheon, the very first guy in the Vault of Glass. I don't remember what Three of your guys, uh, so he'll teleport three away. You have oh. to grab this ball of light and yeah. make it out. Well, the whole world is shrouding in around them, like their sight. Yeah. So you need these three people on the outside to hold a position so they're fighting off people to keep mm-hmm. the light out. So you had like a certain amount of time, otherwise your party wiped, which was the biggest theme of any of the raids was if you don't do this, your whole team's dead, regardless. Your whole team dies. You have to start over irritating as fuck yeah, yeah I hate like the idea of handicapping a team by if you don't if one person doesn't complete this your team wipes and that always pissed me off which is what turned me off to most of the raid um but Atheon once you got the three out you had to stay in the middle and you were in a bubble you shoot at him for a little bit and then the bubble fades and then he kills you or he'll, he'll kill you you have to run away so it's yeah, like you it's, have these small snippets of, of a time to shoot at him before the bubble closes, and he's stationary on this little platform, mm-hmm. and that's it. Um, what was his name? Urzak, something, the second guy from The Dark Below. It was the same kind of thing. He could only be damaged by a particular sword that the sword bringers had, or the sword keepers. Only one person can hit him. The other five... Basically, from my experience, you sat in a corner vestibule, everyone unloaded a yaller horn to drop his shield, the sword guy goes in there and smacks him around, and then runs away. And that was it. That's that's the boss of the raid. That's not fun. No, like, that's stupid. You're not that's, fighting yeah, anything. That's, that's pointless. One guy's going in to smack him around a little bit to retreat and rinse and repeat over and over. And that was as far well, as I ever did the That's raid. the other... other I even... Borderlands is bad for too with their raid bosses. It's there's a difference between making something like challenging and then making a bullet sponge. Yes, because which there's a certain there's a fine line between the two. But when it's one of those things where it's like you ex- purposely extend the, like a fight to be a half hour long or more, 
It's not fun at that point. Or so powerful you can't survive. Yeah. Like, I remember watching you fight Cromorax in oh, the first God. Borderlands. All the invincible bosses in Borderlands. You literally glitched the game. And that I was the only way, it. It was the only way to beat him. Was to go sit in that little corner. You sit in a corner where he can't hit you, and you just shoot at him. Oh, jeez. It took forever, and you could take some damage. If you were careless, you could die. But, yeah, like, was... I remember seeing that, and I remember calling you a little bitch. Yeah. I was like, go fight him like a fucking man. You're like, I literally can't. <laughs> yeah. The only sponge I've ever liked is tofu. You're an idiot. There's lots of tofus in the in the remake. Is there? Yeah, there's multiple ones. He has different loadouts for different ones. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. But like at that point, that's not fun. Yeah. No. And and uh, if you have to literally exploit something in the game in order to beat a boss, something is wrong with that boss, or something yeah. is wrong with that battle. You should never have to exploit anything well, in order to beat someone. And you should never take away like control and freedom from your player. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a big, big issue. Mm-hmm. Like actually that's I had that there was a point in Near Automata that like there's this segment that happens and I don't it was like the worst part of the entire fucking game. So basically uh, your your character basically at one point, due to like plot stuff that happens, gets crippled. So you're going through, and you'll be running just fine, then all of a sudden, boom, all of a sudden your character will be like, ugh, and start stumbling around for a little while. Well, guess what? There's still enemies around shooting you, but I can't jump, I can't dodge, I can't attack. And then all of a sudden your character will be like, okay, I can start moving again, walk a little bit further, and boom, it happens again. It's like... Oh, that's irritating. Why? What is the point of this? Yeah. Why don't you just yeah. make it a cinematic and have me walk across the fucking field? Uh, yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. That sounds like something that would have happened in, like, Metal Gear. Well, and, and the worst part yeah. is there's basically this percentage timer where I actually almost got stun-locked because of these floating enemies that shoot you that I couldn't progress That it only because if it hits 100%, you lose. Game over. And I was going, and it got to the point where these enemies started, like, hitting me but the, thankfully, they ended up bumping, like, the enemy pushed me forward past what basically is an invisible barrier where the enemies just won't go anywhere. They'll just run away. Mm. And that's the only reason I didn't die. <laughs> I was like, that's mm-hmm. that's bad. You should not do that to your player. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, um, I'll, I'll wrap Destiny up with my favorite part of the game by far was Prison of Elders. It was an expansion that came with the Reef where... It was kind of an arena. You're, you're, there's a main hub, and you fight various bosses until there's one big boss. Mm. And that, to me, was probably the highlight of the game for me, because I did it with my brother Adam and it's, my friend Joe. It was just a horde mode or a wave mode. Kind of, yeah. yeah. It, but mm. the, I liked the idea of the bosses in it. You know, it was a cool idea. And I remember the big bad boss at that time was Skolas, because was, one of the story missions was, uh, it was uh, House of Wolves. Mm. One of the Archons, the big big bad of the Fallen, he's coming, he wants to take over the light, all this bullshit. You know, usual bad guy fare. Well, instead of flat out killing him in the expansion, they imprison him. Which, they put him in the Prison of Elders. Mm. So he's your final boss in the Prison of Elders. And I remember the, the fight's fucking tough. But you have so much cooperation aspect of... You know, I remember because I was using the Sunsinger. His ability in that one was he could revive from yeah. death with with boosted abilities and Phoenix stuff. ability. Where yeah, it was cool as shit. Like I loved the Warlock because he got such cool moves, and that was the one I loved. I loved the Sunsinger, and so basically, 
you would have one guy on your team as the Sun Singer, so if everybody wipes, the Sun Singer comes back from the ashes and can go around and revive everybody. Because they had, like, the way it worked was if you died, you could not be revived automatically. You had to wait 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. when you're getting fucked by everything, 60 seconds feels like fucking forever. Oh, well, it feels like a lifetime. And yes. Prison of Meadows, didn't, if you died and respawned, you got locked out till the end of the wave? Some did. Because, like, you got spawned up in the watching booth. Yeah. You had to just stand there and wait. Oh. So it's like you had to survive. And it, it was, it, there was a lot of teamwork in it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about those games, is the teamwork. Mm-hmm. To me, where the Destiny where Destiny falls short is PvP. And they started to push that real heavily in Destiny 2. Yeah. And I, I absolutely hated it. That's, that's what I've always been opposed to, and what I've always loved about games, is I... I hate PvP. Absolutely. I absolutely cannot stand it because there's always going to be those people who just mop the floor with you and completely destroy like the fun of the game. I, I'll, I'd phrase it a little bit differently. I hate online PvP. Yes. Oh, yes. That's it. Yes. It, I exactly. don't mind doing like old school Halo land party PvP. Oh, yeah. No, no. Playing playing other people and stuff like Yes, that's that's fine. It's, yes, Pokemon I'm talking about PvP. Yeah. I love doing that. Yes, oh, I'm absolutely. talking about online, online PvP. Online PvP. But games where you have to play as a group unit working together for one single goal, I absolutely love that. Absolutely. I absolutely love it. So much more than just like a, like a PvP is teamwork, working together to try so to... It sucks, like, games like Operation Raccoon City flopped. Yeah, yeah. Because that's basically well, what it was. Well, and even though this isn't a looter shooter, um, one game that I honestly mm-hmm. remember playing a shitload of with uh, with friends, but also online with other people as well, too, was um, the Uncharted games. Um, mm-hmm. Uncharted 2 had a survival mode where you did 10, you did 10 waves... Of it was basically horde mode where it's yeah. like you had ten waves of of guys coming Ever in, progressing harder. Yeah, and you just and it was survival. You just had to yeah, you just had to you had to survive. You had to work together as a unit because the guys kept getting harder and harder as uh, as they would come in. And I just had so much fun with that playing yeah. as a team to try to overcome this thing instead of having to play like a sudden death or some kind of PvP where it's like Control. it's you versus yeah. other people like no I don't like that I believe they call that mode zombies because Call, yeah, of, Duty kind of, Call of Duty was had the first that one mode of zombies yeah. well, which pretty much kind of you never really heard too much about it but once once that zombies thing came out you saw a lot a of lot of survival in, mode in survival yeah. mode mm-hmm. Because that's the one I remember the most of here. Was Call of Duty Zombies. Call of Duty Zombies. Well, I was like, I remember, yeah, like wave-based stuff in in other games prior to that. So for me, Zombies was just more of the same. It it was like what this did. It pushed it into prominence because then all of a sudden you started seeing a lot of that pushed into games, which I suppose essentially is what that Prison of Elders is. It's it's zombies, but it's more cordoned off. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I suppose one key difference with Zombies is like. As you're playing it, like you can reboard up the windows so that it yeah. slows them down. You can spend points to get different guns or open paths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really can't in Prison of Elders. No, no, no. So, but it was it was neat, and I really really liked that aspect of it. Destiny Two played the base game. That's what I literally did. didn't do the expansion. Mm-hmm. I, I I bought the base game and then was just like I'm done. Adored the story to it. I loved the thought of Gaul taking the light from you. 
I thought it was genius just because I liked the Taken, yeah. uh, which was the last expansion I played of Destiny One. Mm. The Taken I thought were amazing, where it's it was essentially put- like a negative version of the Light, where he's reviving people because you weren't. Normally, it's like you fight a specific race. A specific race is the bad guy. This mm-hmm. one, he took from all races. Oh, and nice. the Taken King took from everybody. So it's like all these familiar enemies you were fighting had mm-hmm. different weak points. They fought differently. They functioned differently. It was fascinating. And they looked mm. cool. And they looked they badass. Looked, they were like black and it was like looking into space with like a green outline. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it looked really cool. Yeah, they're, they're, like, cool. Their vision was like the white circle. It was, it was really cool. The Taken King, I thought, really invigorated my love for the game. Because, like, House of Wolves was okay, and, yeah. and the, the Dark Below was all right, but the Taken kind of was just like, holy fuck, this is awesome. Like, this this game mm-hmm. got dark real quick. Mm-hmm. Although, there, I mean, I got one massive gripe with Destiny, and it's not gameplay-wise or anything like that. What is it? What is so, it? So, according to the lore, the, what is it, the Vex? Vex, yes. They are time-traveling fucking machines that can exist in any period of time simultaneously. How the fuck do you lose when you're that powerful? <laughs> you That's, manipulate time. Yeah, I was going to say, at that point, yeah, you, you have to... And, and it's not is, just I exist in this moment. It's I exist I in this spot for thousands of years simultaneously. Yeah. How am I losing a fight? Yeah. Well, and that's well, and that's that's kind of the the issue that like storytellers like you don't ever get into that. Like you can't make somebody so incredibly powerful because then like how do you how do you lose? How do you well, lose? Uh, look how at do the you problem they have with Superman with DC Comics. How often do they have to either like write them holding back or write him Having some MacGuffin to where it reduces his power. Yeah, but at least yeah, but at least he's got like um, he's got like kryptonite, which is actually where that term came from. Like, oh my my kryptonite is this. It's yeah, it was. But it's still in kryptonite's lane because then why wouldn't every bad guy just be like, I'm gonna? It's it's apparently not rare enough that fucking Batman had fucking what's his face shoot him with kryptonite arrows to beat him. Well, because Superman gave all the stuff he had to Batman. Kryptonite's such a stupid yeah, thing. But it's, You're it's, such a stupid thing. You don't even like DC. <laughs> no, I, I do like DC. Of oh. course I do. Well, you said you were more of a Marvel man. I am more of a Marvel man, but, but I still read DC I, yeah, uh, titles just, and stuff. That's, but like, especially when, what, which when was it that when you went through all like the the the, the Vex like time portals? Was that? Two? That was Atheon. Was that two? Or was it the first? That was one? the first one. Because Osiris, that's the first one. Oh right? no, no, that's uh, that's the second one where it's the shattered, shattered dimensions thing where well, it's, you, yeah, yeah, Osiris. You, yeah, you're you're going through all like all these different like time periods with the Vex technology, and it's like they're able to do all of this. How are they losing to anything? <laughs> Most of it, I. <sighs> Flat bullshit is how they're losing. Flat but. bullshit, yeah. But it was something down to, like, because you keep taking out their minds. Because the Vex are soulless, mind, mind. It's a hive mind. Oh, so you oh, take gotcha. out the hive mind, they lose. Yeah. But, again, comes down to but how do they lose? Because the hive mind can only do so much. But but it's, okay, but I exist everywhere and anywhere, and I can see the future, like, literally see the future of what's going to happen. I could just be uh, like, no, uh, we're moving this wall. Traveler? Uh, we just moved this wall, and now all of a sudden you lose. You can't do anything. Because the Traveler is also all-knowing? Except for he's not, because he got his ass kicked. <laughs> traveler. That, that is my biggest issue with Destiny story-wise, is the Traveler makes no sense. He's dead. 
but still has influence over everything. He's Force Ghost. <laughs> he's it's it's dumb. <laughs> the, the story of of, of Destiny See, is I'm there's the Traveler. He's the source of all light. Mm. Kills himself to stop the darkness, but also spawns off. He essentially shatters himself into the ghosts, uh. which then bequeath the light into people, so you can revive. Which they even flat out say they can rebuild people. How do humans lose? You are literally infinite life. Yeah, you're immortal at that point. Yeah. I kill you, your ghost revives you, you're done. Like, well, you, except for if the ghost dies, you die too. But nothing can kill the ghost, because nothing can take the light. No, the ghosts can die. That's why the dead ghost that you have to find. There's... Only if the light's taken from them. But like, it's still possible for them to die. I, Which I, means I then, guess... so as soon as you find a way, you interrupt the light, because then... Um... Which is why I liked Gaul's aspect yeah, of it, is so the fact just... that he's trying to siphon the light away from human beings and transfer it into himself into the what are the fuck are they called the cabal Cabal. Mm. he's trying to essentially take the light to become the next chosen yeah which was awesome and i loved his iteration realizes you're a bunch of bitches and you don't deserve it which is why when he actually gets the light he's fucking awesome i love their iteration of yeah i love the iteration of the light with with the cabal it was cool as fuck Uh, but like to be honest, it's, it, they wrote part, themselves in a corner. Yeah. Part way their destiny is just they they designed certain things and they were just like we don't know what the hell we're doing. Well, just throw pasta at the wall. And see yeah. What well, and then you write yourself into a corner and then you need a back door. But the like the back door answer is never going to be as good as like a well thought out like yeah natural ending. It's always going to yeah. seem like a quick escape because that's all you could really. Well, do. And, and because they they plan on doing an ongoing franchise. How do you? You can't really end things mm. anyway. You can't see, but that's, and that's you can. It... You can create an ending and then just start anew with a new game. Make so, like Destiny One, series. Destiny mm. One could have ended with the Taken. Yeah, I suppose. Fast forward in time to Destiny Two, where enough chunk of time has elapsed to where now things have evolved. Start a new saga. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But they don't do that. No, which is unfortunate. So I don't know if there's going to be a Destiny 3. Or even if, they, so. even if they want to do something like that, it's like, take the story from number one. Go so far as off far into as the, the future. As far as the story logically in number, it, Yeah, right? in number two. And then, if you don't know where to go forward or something like that, then connect the dots between one and two. It is like yeah. number three or something like that. I mean, that's honestly, that's what Resident Evil did. I mean, video games and, and stories have been doing that for, God, forever. Yeah. I'd rather just them do, we have this story... Do encapsulate it. It's done. Kind of like now, Bioshock Infinite. And now, just okay, we're done with this. Go over to a new, entire like new universe and just yeah. hell. That's keep like what Marvel does with well, the alternate timelines. Well, DC and, does well, too. Honestly, that's what Silent Hill did. I mean, it's an anthology series. Like yeah. there's actually the only game that had a direct sequel was like one to, and three, and then to a lesser degree. Origins was the the origin to one, yeah. but everything else is like loosely based on one another, and it's their own standalone stories. Yeah, which Bioshock Infinite's the perfect example of how time travel functions. Great. Yeah, you literally could just throw it anywhere because it's infinite timelines. Yep. Yeah. Bioshock I, infinite. infinite. I loved Infinite. Yeah. Especially the scene where you're walking to, and you're seeing all the other U's and all the other Elizabeths in the in the infinite lighthouses on the infinite in the infinite ocean. Oh, but the really only cool. the only problem you run into with that kind of thing is that then nothing means nothing. Yeah. Well, it meant something for point? that world. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but it's still then it comes off to where nothing you do matters. 
because well, there's been... an infinite you somewhere, or there's another you somewhere else where it did work. And it's just, yeah. That's where time travel kind of fucks up, is the fact that it, it kind of deludes the idea of permanence. It deludes the idea of consequence. Exactly. Yeah. Which is why, like, even with, like, Destiny, like, it's... Who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like that's that's kind of where Destiny fell off for me is, is like the storytelling got kind of shitty and then and I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this on one of the podcasts is I tried to get back into it. I really did. <laughs> it's it's been a few years, it's been a few expansions. Forsaken and Shadowkeep or yeah, Shadowkeep came out and it looked fascinating cuz they broke off from Act, from Activision, which was pretty much holding them back so they say. Well, Destiny 2 is now free to play. The first mm-hmm. two expansions are free, which I don't know how GameStop is even selling copies of Destiny 2 because you can buy it for free. Why are you still selling copies of Destiny 2? Because they're stuck. Because idiots. Doesn't yes. make any sense. Idiots at, will still buy it. At that point, you might as well just scrap all your copies. Yeah. Because yeah. honestly, once this server dies, what's the point? Well, mm-hmm. that, that's a lot of these, though. But anyway, so Destiny 2 is free to play. The stories are of no consequence. You don't even have to do the story. I fell off. I said, well, then what's the point? Mm -hmm. At least with Destiny 1, you had to play the story. Destiny 2, you had to play the story. Well, now that I really have no reason to, Mm -hmm. it just kind of feels like, what's the point? Mm -hmm. It just seems dumb to me. Yeah. So at that point, I I I dipped my big toe back into Destiny 2, and I was just like, because I wanted to play the expansions... I feel no need to. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, it's, it's sad when it, when when you get to that point, and you realize like I just this means nothing. Yeah, it's I just don't want to play this anymore. Yeah, like and I'm not interested where the story's gonna go because there's no story to speak of. The equipment I get from the story is pointless mm-hmm. because it runs into the same like we had kind of briefly mentioned is every expansion outdoes the others. So even the exotics you got from previous are all capped. They mean nothing. They mean nothing. It forces you to get the the exotics. It forces you to buy the expansions because you're not going to be powerful enough to deal with what's coming. Mm -hmm. So it's just it. it, Destiny. I. If Destiny Three ever came out, I would look into it. I would. I would probably get it because I love the universe. I love the idea of it, and I hope they. To be honest, I want them to take Destiny and actually like fully flesh out the story and just do a single player narrative focused game yeah a single player campaign would be no not single player campaign just a flat out single player game no Mm. pvp aspect no co-op nothing just take their lore make a good game based around the lore yeah and do that kind of like mass effect yeah I i wouldn't mind seeing like a mass effect style well, but not keep style. the gu- keep the gunplay and stuff that Destiny yeah. already has, and yeah, I could see that. So from there, obviously, I, I I played Destiny two for maybe like a less than a few hours, and I said I can't do this. So I jumped into a game that I mentioned in the Star Wars podcast, Anthem. I absolutely fucking adored Anthem. I love the idea of it. I love the, I love the aspect designs. of it. I love the designs of it. It was it was very very fun. It, and it suffers from the same issue that Destiny did originally. It just there's no end game content. No, and even even there's like maybe a couple of raids here and there. They call them uh, strongholds. I think that in that game, yeah, there were some strikes, sort of, kind of. 
Not and you really. have all like the random spawning like uh, yeah missions in, in free play, but eh. but it kind of fell victim to this, like you said. I beat the game, but now I'm kind of like, well, what do I do now? Now what do I do? Because mm-hmm. I yeah. want to say they're working on an expansion. Well, because they left also, it open ended. Well, they're also doing the massive overhaul this year. I think in yeah. April is when that comes it out. It caught a lot of flack, which it didn't when deserve. Anthem came out. Yeah, didn't deserve. It no, did, not at yeah. all. Um, well, and it was just because word of mouth spread because of like reviewers and youths like these these fucking influencers that well this game's garbage therefore all my followers hive minded and oh this game is garbage and everyone started not buying it not pre- like it was just like no you got you didn't play the game you don't know what the fuck you're talking about stop talking like you know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And it played very well. Like it's it's essentially like we had mentioned. It's it's like mech suits, yeah, and every man. suit functions different. Everything every suit feels unique. You get access to all four of them, so it's not like you have to choose a class like you do in Destiny or mm-hmm. or uh, ones like those. So it's like it, it was it was fun to play. Like every suit felt different. Every it was it was hell of a lot of fun. Gorgeous, gorgeous game. The it was there was hardly any load time from what I remember. Just loading into the missions, and that was about it. Yeah, but otherwise the whole world was open. The flying around felt great. That was where I thought it was going to fall. Was like going sometimes, in from ground to flight. Yeah, the yeah, games tend to stutter. I but. thought that was going to be a stumbling block, and it really didn't. No, it, even like the fact of of the equipment that you got felt cool. Like you, mm. there were. Assault rifles, but there were three different kinds of assault rifles. A heavier hitting one and a faster one. So it's like you could kind of cater to your play style. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. If, yeah. if you need something that hits a little heavier, you chose a heavier one. Chose a shotgun. It was it was cool as shit. So and so I beat that one. Um, I don't know what else to say about Anthem. <laughs> yeah, it just like I said, it's it's suffered from. It needs more. Yeah. They're planning on doing this ma- major overhaul that will also be like an expansion pack coming too at some point. So, I mean, we'll see what they do with it. Yeah. I mean, the bulk of our time now has been spent on Borderlands and Destiny because those two have been the longest running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another great looter shooter that I remember hearing about and, and watched a bit of was The Division. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Tom Clancy, right? Well, yeah, Division? Yeah. Technically. It's got his name on it, but it has nothing to do with any of his works. Okay. I mean, it's like it's like people slapping Tolkien's name on stuff that mm-hmm. he never wrote. It's based on stuff like like aspects of some of his works. Or else maybe, of. or else maybe, like at some point he had an idea for something, and they just completely ran well, with something completely Clancy's different. Dead. Well, no, but, but I mean, no, but but um, actually, like in the case of J.R.R. Tolkien, there was actually something. Yeah. There was actually like a manuscript that his uh, son had published, like four years after his death, or something like that. Which, so I mean, so they they could have Tom Clancy may have had like, oh, I have this idea for a story that I I have no intention of writing. He filed it away. Somebody found it, and they're like. I can do something. Well, here's with this. something with this, but I'm going to spin it, and it's it's like the end result is so far different from the story. But they can still say they go to the estate of Tom Clancy and say, "Hey, this was the the inspiration think, for this story was based off of this thing." Can we? I think Ubisoft owns the right to can, the name Tom Clancy. Yeah, can we? Uh, they can just put Tom Clancy on anything. Yeah, they then want. then they just put Tom Clancy's <laughs> name attached to it. It's like, yeah, Tom Clancy's The Division, even though it's a completely different story. Because so like, the, the, the yeah. Ghost Recon games are Tom Clancy games, I think, as well. They right. were, yeah. Wasn't, so, um, Wildlands and Breakpoint both are. Yeah. So, 
Uh, why, Rainbow why, Six. Why does Splinter Cell come to my head? But I don't. Splinter Cell. Yeah, I don't think that was that was not Rainbow Six. Was what I was thinking of. Yes. I j- literally just said Rainbow yes, Six. That's what I was thinking of, not Splinter Cell. But anyway, the division I played. Fifteen minutes immediately got killed. So I was like, "Well, that's it for that for right now." <laughs> I hate you. And by the way, yes, it is a Tom Clancy. Yeah, it still is. Yeah. Suck oh. it! Suck it! You submit. <laughs> Okay. Eat that humble pie out of taste, there's, motherfucker. There, there's the original box. Tastes fruity. <laughs> that, yeah. That's the original box. Yeah. Let me see. Splinter Cell. Oh, it, yeah. Tom Clancy's in it's In box. Right on the side. That's there. how I do it. The entire length of the box. <laughs> okay. You might be thinking siphon filter. Well, and it's funny because yeah. I actually like games like that. Um, Rainbow Six, uh, Splinter Cell. All of those those games, I've never had any interest in whatsoever. I never did either because I'm not really into like army this, yeah, ooh, navy, ooh, some fucking covert like recon war, shit. World War One, World War Two stuff. Like I don't care for that no, stuff. No, and I'm not either. Which is why the division kind of turned me off. I never knew what it was. Mm. Which yeah, I played it a little bit, got my ass handed to me because I was coming off the anthem high, and I was playing like I was Anthem. The Colossus. I yeah. can take so much damage. Can't. Nope. <laughs> no, I Definitely got my ass ta- It's more of a tactical shooter. Yeah, which I'm not used to. So mm-hmm. it's like, maybe I'll go back to Division. I love the story for Division. I like the idea of it, because I, I love the opening cinematic, the contagion and all this they put, shit. They basically everybody. have a modified version of like smallpox, I think it is. Yeah. Put it on money... And then on Black Friday, they basically start distributing the money around shopping malls. So all these people start falling so sick and dying. all these people are getting infected money. It's touching other money, infecting that money. Oh, that's the story? And it's oh, the spreads, it yeah. spreads oh, okay. like wildfire. Oh, wow. Like, New York gets quarantined. Like, all of New York City is quarantined. Kind of reminds me of, like, Dead Rising. Well, honestly, like, if you think about that, that's, that's like, insanely, like, w- like, worrisome because... <laughs> it's a real considered because plot. Yeah, because if, like, it, it, you have some kind of tainted money and you put that into circulation like that's gonna touch and get like all over yeah. not I mean, to mention the people that touch their hands and yeah. don't wash their hands and then do stuff and then touch other people and yeah so basically oh, it's a scary spread. thought yeah it, is it scary spreads thought. like wildfire they seal off the city and they activate the division agents who are basically it's like ag- sleeper agents they're sleeper agents that Want, they don't. They don't work for the government until they get activated, and then when they're activated, they only respond directly to the president. Oh, gotcha. and they have authority to do whatever anything. They have carte blanche, uh, and they can go in and just be like, "Oh, this person's causing a problem." Bang! And they're so, no are no repercussions. Are you a part of the division team? You're an agent. Yes. Oh, nice. yeah. You get activated on your way in, and it kind of it kicks it off. Snowballs from there. From there. Ah. Yeah. And then the second one. <clears throat> follows DC, it, right? it takes place and like they didn't contain the virus it spread to other places and the second one takes place in dc oh okay. and that's the, the cool thing is the first one takes place in new york in the middle of the winter yeah oh, nice. so it's, 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 it was black yeah. friday and christmas mm-hmm. so two it's like spring so you're out and there's like grass and all this shit so it's much more like summertime mm-hmm. it's really cool did they do it they did a third one right no. Oh, no. Okay. It's only two so I would far. say there's probably... Oh, I guarantee you. I picked up two the other day, Division the, 2. It was yeah. like $11 new. I'm like, sure. Really? All right. I did. <laughs> okay, well, I can play that one. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I do yeah. have the first one still, too. Yeah, so. I have to get more acquainted with it. I do want to play it because I'm on a kick right now of those types of games. Mm-hmm. Because Destiny let me down so hard. Oh, and sure. I'm, I'm, like I said, riding that anthem high. 
So my PS3 has been, or my PS4 has been kind of consumed with those types of games, and <laughs> and I love them. Like I, they hold a certain fondness in my, or I hold a fondness in my heart for them mm-hmm. because it's, I like that cooperative aspect, and I, I kind of like the RPG element with a shooter aspect. I don't know, like it's the only way I can get into like shooters mm-hmm. is, is if it has that kind of, that yeah. RPG element. Sure, yeah, sure. But yeah, so the division I'm, I plan on getting into. Um, Damn it! I thought of another looter shooter, and about, I immediately forgot about it. <laughs> what about uh, Horizon? Is that a looter shooter? Not really. No, not that's oh. more of like Uncharted and Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. kind of like Breath of the Wild. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Can you think of another? Another looter? Son of a bitch! We talked about Mass Effect a little bit. I liked um, Mass Effect One because it was like Kotor. Oh well, the other one, the other looter shooter I've been playing is um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Oh, I didn't realize that was a looter shooter. So, like, Wild, like Ghost Recon Game Wildlands, it was a... You're, you're basically... Far Cry? No, not really. Those weren't looter shooters, kind of? No. Because that one was more of you buy a gun and then you can upgrade and type thing. Oh, okay. Um, but, like, yeah, Wildlands was interesting because it wasn't quite... It started going towards looter shooter, but... It was still based on the, oh, I got this gun, now this is the gun, and each gun had set damage. Breakpoint introduced a gear score system, mm. which that's the only aspect of it I fucking hate. Yeah, gear, gear score systems, I've found, have kind of taken over this genre. Well, yeah, and it's just one of those things where it's like... Because Borderlands 3 kicked off well, and having there's, gear score. The, th- the problem with it is, is like... If you're not within a certain range of gear score of enemies, you're basically, they do a lot more to you, and your shots do nothing to them. Right. Well, a gear score 1 of, like, say, an M4 and a gear score 200 M4 literally have the same damage. That's weird. They don't, like, the damage doesn't go up or anything. It just increases your gear score so that it doesn't give you penalties to fighting stuff. That's really bizarre. It's fucking... That's the worst part of it. And yeah. it's like... Like, I love the customization in it. The, the The environment you're in is really fun. The story's pretty interesting. Because um, it's basically this... Uh, you meet a guy in Wildlands who is another... He's another ghost agent like you are. Or, I don't know what... I think you're ghosts. But, like... Um, he's another agent like you. Like... Uh, like Navy SEAL type agent like you and he just basically gets fed up with the way stuff is happening he's sick of seeing like his brothers and sisters in arms that do the stuff he does dying needlessly for shit so he says fuck this and he takes over this high tech island with a band of his own mercenaries so and they basically start holding like other governments and stuff hostage because he doesn't want to keep seeing the same shit happening so he's doing kind the wrong weird. stuff for the good for a right, for a good reason. Yeah. Just the way he's doing it is just fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it almost makes you feel bad what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going in and you have to fight someone who's been like a brother in arm, like someone that's bled when fought by your side, and like you're going through and you're basically having to take him and his people out. Yeah. There's I, I've seen quite a bit of that in, <laughs> in some games where it's like you fight alongside some actually Soul Sacrifice with Magusar. Yeah. You fought alongside him for so long and now he's the big bad guy because something fucked him. Yeah. You know, so now it's like now you're you're almost like ah shit. Yeah. You feel that sense of regret that you're having to take down your friend. Which I always like that kind of stuff. 
Mm. That mm. whole mind fuckery. Or you feel bad. Because, um, well, as stupid no, as it sounds, like, Ark Rise Fantasia for the Wii, that RPG where you're, like, your friend's... Your, like, best friend growing up, that girl... Becomes your rival. Becomes your, like, like your enemy because she gets... She's believes in a different god than you do at one point. She's, mm. she's like, the... Jesus fucking They're Christ. The I can't remember. Well, there's two schools of thought. Yeah, I don't... There is the creation aspect and then the destruction aspect... I think you're doing destruct. I forget the I story remember. to it, but essentially it's like a race. Mm. Not really, but in story-wise, it's a race to claim favor for certain gods, and like you're competing with your friend and your best friend. Yeah, because he becomes her protector, you become the protector of some fucking girl that you just met, and it, it gets really bizarre. But I, I always loved that because you almost felt bad fighting him. You know, because No Man's Sky. No, Do you remember when it's that? It's not a looter shooter. Are you sure? Uh, no, that's more of like a Minecraft. I thought no, no, I thought No Man's Sky, and that's that was one that was like that was a big controversy. It wasn't even a controversy. Is yeah, the it fact was. that it was? Oh yeah, there was a lot. No of No Man's Sky is the the space one with infinite planets. It was. Yeah, on, but, it was on. But that's on par with how beds like Fallout seventy six. That's was. what I meant. Is like it it promised the world and it's under delivered like well, in every possible for, way. Like they really didn't. See, that's one that's weird. They didn't really promise the world. He said we're. The guy basically said, we have certain milestones and things we want to try to achieve, not that we will achieve. It wasn't It wasn't like Fable. Oh, and that was yeah. the last one. Um, you can do all this stuff. No, no I, you can't. That's, yeah. that's more of Minecraft in space, but less building. Oh, gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah, I know. No Man's Sky was a big one that was talked about, and then when it came out, people were like, what the fuck? fuck is this yeah, yeah it's i thought it was i thought there was like shooter aspects too. there's there are a few like like enemies you can like fight but that's not the point of the game i just oh, remember I seeing not. ads all over the oh, place yeah. for that game like no man's sky like it was supposed to be like the next big thing and it literally like it came and it went <laughs> it fizzled out like, like pogs baby li well literally i don't even think it had the fucking staying power that pogs did no, yeah, I, I remember that too. And they did some big update to it and it expanded quite a bit on it. And, but it and never got like Yeah, it. but it well, but it never got back its like no. it, it never got back that, that title where it was supposed to be like the next big thing. Because I remember, I remember that too. There was a big tout about No Man's Sky. It's the next planet. big thing. Yep. Be, you claim the, you're the first person to claim this planet. You can name it whatever the fuck you want. Shitty mommy poopy pants planet. Like you can name it whatever the fuck. <laughs> that was part and, of the problem. Oh well, yeah, of course. When you get to the general masses, mm -hmm. of course they're gonna fuck it up. You they're can't gonna, give yeah. people anything. No, you can't. <laughs> Which is where a lot of my negative experiences of of games of this type fall. Or, or falls into is the fact that the human element ruins everything. If you're not playing with people you know, people online generally tend to be total dicks. Which is why Call of Duty, like, I can never get into it anyway because of just the aesthetic of it. And I'm not a World War One, World War II, I'm not a big gun guy. Mm -hmm. So, like, mm -hmm. I don't really get into that kind of shit. But Lord Almighty, I would never want to play with human people. No. Like, they are just some of the worst. I'm not going to lie. The only thing that I like about, like, those kinds of games is watching the videos on YouTube of them, like, exploding while they're playing. Like, yeah. uh, what, what, I can't even remember what they're called, but it's like... 
like, like the rage quits. Yeah, rage quits. Yep. Yeah, yeah rage quits. But even those get stale after a oh, while. Oh, yeah, I wonder how much of those are actually, oh, like, staged. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no, some of them, like, the people were, like, legitimately terrified, like, because they were playing with, like, another person. Yeah. And they're just like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, there's one kid who just, like, looks like he's, he's, like, hyperventilating, and then he just fucking breaks the TV. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my God. And this this other person is, like, they're yelling at him, and then the second he starts attacking the TV, he's just like... <gasps> What are you doing? <laughs> it's like you could tell it that it's like so legit. Like, oh my god! Like you took your anger to a whole new level. Like, stop! Please stop! <laughs> yeah, it's Titanfall. I remember was a big one that was supposed to be really cool. Oh, my, yeah. my younger brother played Titanfall. Well, 1. Titanfall is more super good concept. It, I really it, like Call the of Duty idea. with mechs and stuff like that. But, but it was because it was the sci-fi part. I I kind of wanted to get into it uh, when you, I heard. Titanfall 1 was just PvP. Call PvP. Yeah. Hated it. Mm-hmm. Titanfall 2, I hear, is not. Well, when it was free on Yeah, I downloaded Plus, it. I did. I downloaded it, but I played through the, the story campaign. It was fun. I really wish it was longer. Yeah, I believe mm-hmm. it. But I, uh, the idea of it seemed really fucking cool to me. It's like It kind of seemed like Anthem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's, 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 you're a pilot, you pilot mechs, you fight shit. Cool, fucking love it. Yeah. You know, but then when I heard it was like Call of Duty, I was like, nope, <laughs> because I have to play with people, mm-hmm. and people ruin experiences. Yeah. So it's like, unless I'm playing with people I know, it's just not it's fun. It's just not yeah. fun. You know, just like Overwatch. I love the concept. I love a lot of the characters, like their designs and 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 the aspect of it and the different abilities. It seems really fucking cool. So, you know, but the second I hear it's squad-based PVP. Yeah. Man, fuck this. No. Like, but like the idea of the different roles, you have medics, you have, you know, the tanks and, and, well, and a, a berserkers. And a supposedly source. the second one will be fixing that where it'll have an entirely PVE. Yeah. Where it's you in a group versus like en- like enemies. Then I'll definitely get into it because our, I know our, our good friend Kazzy is mm. huge into Overwatch. Oh. Or they love it. And I would love to get into that game. I really would. I can't play people. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it, Jimmy. I can't do it. Uh, but, like, it just... And that's one, too, where it's like there are so many games, like... There was another one that's that's uh, PvP. I, I think it's called Spellbreak. Yeah, it's that wizard one. It's that I wizard really one we looked into. That one and that. Yeah, and, but, again, PvP. Terrible. Hate it. Yeah. Mm. So it's, it's like... like a, it's like a PUBG-type game. Yeah. Unfortunately, but you're wizards. And I can't get into that kind of shit. So it's like there are certain genre or genres that I just I, I'm so interested in and I, I want to do, mm-hmm. but god damn it, I don't have the dedication <laughs> or the reflexes to pull off PvP. <laughs> it's just not. No, no, I don't yeah, either. I, just, I, I, just, I suck. I suck yeah. at it. Yeah. No, I just. It, I know my place, <laughs> and it's not with that genre. Well, no. it's not just that. It's like far too many of the, the the people that play those games take it so fucking serious that. Oh yeah. That like. As a new person just learning, if you fuck up, guess no, what? It's they erase you. Yeah, because for apparently you should just kill yourself. Yeah. Faggot. Apparently, yeah, thanks. Like the guy who told that's, me that in that's Destiny. The oh, that's, that's the literal oh, message I got. Oh, in Destiny One PvP. Are you serious? Yeah. Absolutely. You suck at games. You should just kill yourself, faggot. I'm like, well. Guess I'm done with PvP for a while. Yeah, holy cow. Yeah, yeah. See, and that's the one thing that I I cannot stand is when people play the games and it's it's no longer them playing a game. It's them like 
that's their lifestyle. Yeah. Well, and the, see, that's the gatekeeping. Like, yeah. 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 Well, and that's, and that's my biggest problem that. is I play games to have fun. Yeah. And exactly. Relax. I don't. I don't play games to stress out or take it so fucking serious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's one thing taking it serious. I suppose if like you're a, com a competitive level where you're you're winning money. All right, taking it serious makes sense. Go for it. But if you're just playing online in a casual environment, fuck off. It's yeah. Just, Go screw yourself. Yeah. It's no. It's just not supposed to be that way. That's no. why some of those those games I know have a, a ranking system where you play with people, people of your it. rank. Yeah. yeah. So like you know, kind of like uh, I didn't. What was that fighting? Blaze Blue did that, didn't it? I thought. Yeah. No, in the in the beginning. In the beginning, they, in the beginning, it did because but then once the player base dwindled, they didn't yeah, have a choice. exactly. They didn't have a choice because I was facing people who were like obviously like ten times better than me or higher levels. I could still beat them here and there, but it's like it was nothing like right, like what it was. That's why I could. That'd be the only way I could be able to get into that kind of stuff. Is, oh yeah, is, if you get put with other people of your similar level. Yeah, yeah. but then you have those people that I suppose could just create a new account. Well, and now have, I'm a fucking champ do, dominating the lower have, ranks. You have people yeah. that do it one of two ways. That one, yeah, they, they they create a new account so that they can be playing at the lower levels with that account. Mm -hmm. Or two, do it like um, Destiny, where they would manipulate the light level by equipping a whole bunch of a couple like lower level like pieces of armor, but then still have super powerful weapons yeah. and go against lower level people. Destiny was really bad. In PvP, that's the way where they balance Division things. has that problem. The first one had it really bad because it had those oh, dark zone the areas. The dark zones, yes. The camping was so bad. Well, there are these areas where basically when you go in there, it's a free for all. There's oh. PvE and PvP all in one area. Oh, God. But it got to the point where, like, it was supposed to be once you were, like, between certain levels, it would section you off to go, like, doing things. But mm -hmm. then once you hit max level, it put everyone in the same thing, and then they're like, okay, so we'll, we'll kind of base it based on, like, your gear stuff. Well, people were purposely equipping low-level shit and just destroying brand-new people into the area and then camping at the doors where you can come in. Oh, just so that their, like, their kill ratios would go yeah, up. Yeah, well, and not just that, but, like, in the dark zone... There's, like, if, drops. If you oh, find the loot, gotcha. you can't just take the loot and leave. You have to go to these spots, toss up a flare, and wait for a helicopter to show up, tie it onto the helicopter and let, get it out. Mm. Well, if you died before you tied it to the helicopter, you dropped it and anyone around you can pick it up and then tie it up. Which guess what so a lot what, of people did. So what they would do is they'd roll in groups with these high-powered weapons, wait for a person to flare up, swarm the thing, kill the person, take their loot, put it on the thing and leave. It was and then a in, total bitch move. And then later on, they made it worse by introducing the ability to cut the shit off the lines. Why would they do that? So you could put your stuff on and you can't run away because you have to now defend your stuff. Which was the one of the worst game design decisions for that. That just doesn't even sound like a good time. No. Again, just... the human element ruins everything. Yeah, that's <laughs> very true. Good very intention. True. I can see where they were going with the idea. Yeah, it's but... a cool concept. Sucks in reality because there's yeah. no way... To stop people from ruining the experience, exactly. yeah, from people being people, yeah. So it's those are like that's the only reason I can't get into like a lot of games of that type. Yeah, I know me either. Yeah, mm -hmm. give me a team, give me a squad going up against enemies. I, yeah, I could, I could eat that up. A all shared, day. a shared enemy that's not yeah. like human. Give like me a common enemy. Yeah. 
even if there was a game that had like multiple squads against a bigger guy, like a raid for multiple squads. Mm-hmm. That'd be fucking cool. The well, I suppose there is one exception to like a PvP style game that I could play. Did you ever hear the game Evolve? Yes. Oh yeah. Or it's the one, yeah. uh, camera what they're called, but it's basically lopsided PvP. Or basically, and Predator, the new Predator uh, Hunter Jungle or whatever it's called, coming out, where it's mm. basically one player is the like the powerful enemy that's going and hunting a smaller group of yeah. normal people, and mm, they have to take you out. And like like in Evolve, it's a bunch of normal people versus one person who's playing a giant, basically a kaiju type creature. Yeah, and then then Predator. It'll be one person's the predator, the rest are like like special forces guys, and then they have one of two ways of winning. They can complete their objectives or they can kill the predator. Oh. Uh, Friday and the thirteenth did that too. Yeah, dead by guy, da- the, oh, so dead somebody by was yeah. One guy was Jason, was Jason the and, rest and then the rest were, uh, uh, were the camp counselors. Survive for so long or escape somehow or you kill to, Jason. You oh, had that's to, cool. You had to trigger a couple of different things to open the door so you could escape. Yeah, that's and you were like in this that. like big area to to, yeah. to to run around and hide and do stuff like that. See the lopsided ones like that, I can do because it's still a squad based versus one individual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a little. That's where I get the little exception to it. Yeah, those have always been kind. Of, I remember seeing the Friday the Thirteenth one. I thought that was kind of an interesting concept, where the rest yeah. of the people are the counselors. Yeah, that's and you have cool. to take out Jason. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, it's a cool concept, and it's mm-hmm. it's fucking scary. Yeah. <laughs> like he gets some powers and stuff, you know, to help fend off the counselors and shit. I and did just sort of think of two other games that might sort of qualify under looter shooter: Dead Island and uh, Dying Light. Dying Light, yeah. Because you, well, because, and Dead Island was, remember, that company's first game, but they no longer have the rights to Dead Island. Yeah. So, but, like, it's you scavenge stuff, you found new weapons, like, you could improve them and stuff, but it was still you killing stuff, grabbing stuff, and going on. Yeah. It's just, it was all zombie based. I feel like Dying Light kind of fell more towards, like, um, like the Elder Scrolls games in a weird way, but... Sort of, I guess. Because that one, I feel like there wasn't... At least from what I remember in Dying Light, I don't think there were a whole lot of guns, per se. But it was definitely melee, more melee like, and takedowns and yeah, sneaking around. Yeah, they did introduce crossbows, bows, and yeah. there are guns, but you tended not to use them. I remember using the guns was almost detrimental to you because it lured everybody else to you. Yeah. Which was kind of an interesting concept. I really it's very few games of that style, like zombie style, where you did not want to. That's use why guns. I'm looking forward to the new De- when Dead Island the two or whatever comes out. Yeah. Same with Dying Light two. The only part of Dying Light that fell off for me is when when the nighttime fell yeah. and, and you had to, you couldn't kill the. Uh, you can kill. I know you could, but it was very unlikely. Well, I the, 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 what the fuck were they called? The, the, like the super zombies yeah, at the, night. The, the tyrants, basically. God, they were fucking <laughs> They were scary. That game was... The, anytime you got stuck out at night and you weren't near a safe house, it your heart would just start going crazy. These fuckers... I remember you could see them with like the, vi- the thermal vision. You could see the red hearts. Oh, God, were they scary. Well, and mm. actually, they... They, they could see light. They, they introduced... In it, but they were like... Negative reacted to UV. So yeah. So you had cool. like you had a flashlight, but they could see your light, so they would come at you. So you had to run around and in the noise. Dark. They came at yeah, you. It was very fucking scary. Wow. <laughs> 
But I know, like, even for that, there was the, like, the PvP mode in that, where one person played as, like, the zombie-type shits, and... I don't remember that. Yeah, it got added in one of, like, the updates. Oh. I remember the... Cool. I think I played the story, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. But Dying I, Light, I, I still really like Dying Light. I haven't finished the, the following expansion. Yeah. But. Dying Light was a lot of fun. I can't... Uh, yeah, I suppose I would kind it's of still, it still... It, it straddles yeah, between, yeah, yeah. like, just being one thing and being a shoot, the looter shooter type. Yeah, because it wasn't so much stat-based. As like you had the skill, like and yeah, stuff. But you still leveled up and got like the new skills, yeah. the ability to craft new stuff. Dying Light was cool because you could like climb almost anything. Yeah, the parkour system. It was really kind of interesting <laughs> the way you could. And they got the grappling hook. And... Yeah, it was so neat. Spider-Man around. It was as that's good. awesome. So you'd, you'd be like running, and you'd just be like, up, oh, hook a building, pull myself over, <laughs> yeah. crash through a window. It yeah, was, it was really fucking neat. Or accidentally jump too far into a roof, so it collapses and alerts all the zombies around you, so they all start coming towards. That area and climbing. Mm. It's kind of scary. It was frantic. It was cool as shit. That zombies actually climb too? Yeah. Oh. Some, some can. Some of oh, them do. There were the runner shit. zombies that were fast as hell. The zombie types were were fairly, really fucking cool. Well, you got, like, you, anything you would have liked. You got that. like those mm. big beefy guys that swing down like rebar clubs and shit like that. Yeah. You're like, oh god. Oh god. It's definitely no Resident Evil zombies. No. <laughs> They're more of like the Dawn of the Dead and like World War Z type zombies. Yeah, I was gonna say I've seen the World War Z zombies. Yeah. Where it's like they'll literally like climb or they'll like. They is that the one where it's like they'll they ant pile on? Yeah, top they of ant pile on top of each just... other to get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's all I can think of for looter shooters. I don't know. There's probably other that I can't think of, but yeah, yeah. it's a great genre, and I'm I'm happy it came about because I absolutely love it. There is a new game that'll be coming out. I think it's the, the end of this year for like PS5 and stuff, or maybe early next year. That's ditching the looter shooter and going to the melee looter. So it's going. Oh. So it's going to be like it's uh, Godfall, I think, is what it's called. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's it's going to be like the the loot style, like kill them, hack and slash. But from the way they're talking about it, it's going to be like an action game. So I'm, I'm hoping like Devil May Cry style action, but then a loot based game on top of it. Huh. So and like the cinematic trailer they revealed for that looks amazing. So. Oh, that'd be kind of interesting to watch. Yeah. I don't know if I buy a PS5 for it, but... (laughs) Well, PS5 is supposed to be full PS4 backwards compatible. Are you kidding? I heard PS4, 3, 2, and 1. That's possible. Yeah, I've heard that it's 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 going to be fully backwards compatible with everything. Well, it's going to guarantee to be backwards compatible with PS4. Okay. At that, you know... If it goes back further than that, that'd be a bonus. bonus. But if it's PS4 and PS5 compatible... I would get rid of my PS4 and upgrade to a PS5. Honestly, I probably would, too. That would probably... Well, and honestly... Because then you still have both generations to pull from and play. Exactly. Which is, I'm okay with. That's, honestly, I... would probably I've, get a PS5. I would, because I've gotten to the point to where I no longer even look for PS3 games just for the fact that I don't have the space on my system. And I'm one of those people who it's like, I don't know how to, like how to pull out the hard drive to put in like a new one and stuff like that and I don't even want to like well, and get that's into it. One of the reasons I like, like newer systems is you can just USB hard drive. And it's, yeah, well <laughs> and it's it's um it's gotten to the point to where it's like I have literally deleted like system information or like game data for like almost every game that I have ever played on a PS3 and it's still telling me that I have like less than 500 kilobytes and I'm like I don't know how to bring it down yeah Yeah. and so and so I will not even like there are games that I want to play on the PS3 that I can't because it can't load the information onto the system anymore so if it's backwards compatible all the way back to like the PS3 era then 
Like, I so literally if, would. If I would a if, day one. I would buy one. If it's PS4 and PS5, I'm go. I'm golden right there. If it does anything like PS3 or earlier, that's a bonus. That's the cherry on top that'll yeah. make me be like, well, you, you won anything. What do you want? I mean, yeah. you want my firstborn? Here it is. And to be perfectly <laughs> honest, if it's PS5 all the way back to PS1, that might kill the Xbox. Because I mean, who knows? What's the what's the what's the Xbox One? Started doing is a lot of backwards compatibility well, with the 360. Problem, well, the problem was they did select title yeah, back exactly. then. Only the ones Microsoft either had the rights to or could easily. It was one of their like uh, their sub studio type things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like honestly, and at this stage in the game, as far as console wars, what better thing than to already have a built-in library of literally thousands upon thousands of games. Well, and that's the thing, too, is that I think that as far as libraries go, Sony is untouchable. Sony has their backward, their, 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 uh, uh, catalog of all the games that they've ever, and, like, the top games that they've ever produced. I think Sony beats any other company. Maybe Nintendo has a lot of good catalog stuff, but... Nintendo can sniff Sony's butt, maybe. But honestly, Sony, I think, would have the market... Like single-handedly, if they would go backwards compatible with everything. Oh yeah, one hundred percent they would. And uh, although I, this is kind of like the the uh, <laughs> the selfishness in me, I almost like to a degree. I almost hope that they don't go backwards compatible all the way to like PS2 and PS1 because <laughs> I can guarantee you that prices if they do, prices are going to go up of PS1 and PS2 games because if people know that they can then buy old games that they loved on the PS2 and play it on a PS5, yeah, the market's gonna just freaking skyrocket. But, I mean, at that point, you gotta figure... They might also, Sony might also go, hey, digital download. Oh, yeah, that too. But it would be like what the PS3 did with, like, PS2 games. Yeah. Or, like, because they think even PS4 did PS2. It was only certain ones. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, they did some good ones, like Sokoden 2. But then they also did that with that Russian star game, that shooter. So who knows? But... It's one of those things where I have a feeling if it was backwards compatible all the way back, mm-hmm. chances are people that are looking for physical copies, they probably already have them. That, because oh, that might be they like. That might be too. I mean, it, it, it certainly seemed like a trend of, of this generation of consoles where it's like, unless, there aren't too many people looking backwards because of mm. either A, graphics, because graphics... Did or not age gracefully in the no. PlayStation era. Yeah, that's true. Or price. Or price. You yeah. know, who's who wants to shell out $150 or $250 like we did for Rule of Rose? Rule of Rose, yeah. Generally, people aren't. No. So it's like, backwards compatibility all the way back to the first PS1, I'm sold. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah, care if that thing's $800. I'll buy that fucker off the shelf. It'd be worth it. It would definitely be worth it because now I have all my systems in one. Mm-hmm. But as far as prices for games go physically, they might see a bump just for collectors. But I don't think they would quite skyrocket the way you think. Yeah. Well, hopefully they don't. <laughs> I'll definitely so, hope they won't. Yeah. But, and, and to be honest, I, unless Xbox would do that, I can't see them really. Unless Xbox comes up with something new or Microsoft comes up with something new that the other two aren't, What's the point? Well, honestly, Sony's already so far ahead. Yeah. Anyways, that mm. I still PS4 remember. generation shot them so far beyond the Wii, Wii U, Switch, Xbox continuum. I still remember when they uh, when they had that ad for uh, the PlayStation 4, Xbox, 
uh, one and then the Switch, where it's like on the PS4, like they have like uh, whatever the hot game was at the time. It's like on the Switch, Zelda Breath of the Wild. On the Xbox One, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> because I'll be honest, what's a standout title on the Xbox One? There is no standout Gears title. Gears of War. Gears Halo. 5. For the Halo, yeah. the Halo franchise is only on Xbox. I suppose, but, but it's the still... The Forza franchise but, is only on Xbox. But still, I don't think that the Halo series and the Gears series, I don't think that they... They're like, system sellers. They, yeah, but Are not they? like... Yes. I think they're but you kind gotta, of yesterday. You're not their target audience. That's so true. To you, you're not gonna. But to their Call target audience, to their target audience, it is a system seller. I suppose. That's the same way. If to me, Mario will never be a system seller, but to other people, it is. I don't know. I don't hear too many people going like, "I'm going out to buy an Xbox One for Gears 5. Because everyone that yeah. wanted Where it. Where is? That's what I'm saying. Like, I bought a Switch specifically for Breath of the Wild, as did a lot of people. Even with Pokemon, pe- mm-hmm. po- people bought a Switch for the new Pokemon. Yeah. Like, when Gears 5 was coming out, I you I still don't recall hearing much chatter about the biggest, buying an Xbox One for Gears 5. The biggest thing I heard w- was literally just the rebranding, is that they, ch- yeah. they wanted to change the name from Gears of War to just Gears. And yeah. I think 5 was the first one that they did that well, with. It's still Gears of War. Huh? It's Gears of War, but they but like, they're they're trying to they're trying to rebrand it as just Gears, like Gears Five. No, they're yeah. they're all well. Gears is just what the, it's just tra- what the fandom calls it. Well, whatever. But they're trying to like kind of rebrand it now. And it's like you said, the people that bought Gears Five they already had the Xbox. So I mean, yeah. well, but what like systems I, are you selling? They already have the system. Well, mm-hmm. like I said though, but that's you're not the target audience. So but, I mean, what's well, why would you buy a system for literally one game? Like at least well, <laughs> fucking Paul for Resident Evil, Resident Evil Two, which didn't even happen. No, but still, no. The, literally, the, the he Wii was U. gonna have just the Switch for Ultimate Alliance. No, the, no, <laughs> no. The Wii U, the Wii U. I got the Wii U just because I wanted Mario Maker. But so. you also had the Wii library to draw from. That is true. Wii U. Yeah, that but that's true. not yeah. why he bought it. No. Well, so. fortunately, I didn't buy it. <laughs> I didn't no. pay for it. <laughs> but I don't know. But uh, I might not be the target audience. But I mean, there still aren't. I still there just aren't don't think. Although there is also there is also one massive thing that Xbox has that the Sony, like both Switch and PS4, really don't have: crossplay between PC and Xbox. That is for true. all of their games. That is true. That is true. And that's very true. The new thing that Microsoft's been doing: I have an account. I can stream Xbox games to my phone, and they play fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. We won't get into that. No. I don't give two flying shits about how well people play on their fucking phones. No, I know. That is just stupid to talk, me. Talk to the folks at Blizzard on that one. <laughs> uh, no, it may no. matter to them, not to us, though. I, I'm not talking some shitty phone game. I'm talking <laughs> streaming like the full game you own can stream to your phone. You can use an Xbox controller on your phone and play. What's the problem? Don't you have phones? Don't you have a television? <laughs> Why would I ever well, want to play no, it's for phone? if it's if you go places. <laughs> but so you're not losing your progress and you can just grab that and you're going. So I'm just going to carry a fucking Xbox controller in my ass pocket? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> That's just stupid and inconvenient. <laughs> that, you still need the controller. Who's, who's doing that? I've Nobody. Done it. I've done it. You're such a fucking jackass. 
I did it when I went to, to someone's house. We were trying it out. Now you're just playing devil's advocate. No, but it's it's one of those things where it's an option they have that the others don't. Because it's a pointless option. No, it's not. It is. Dude, that's like saying pulling your switch and taking in handheld mode is pointless. But it's the Microsoft doing the same thing. The controllers are on the system itself. Yes. Or they're not with if you have the pro controller. You don't need it. But you have the controller. You got on the controller the on the Switch. If you already itself. have the Xbox and you have a phone, you already have the controller. So it's the same fucking thing. But guess what? When I'm out of my house, I'm and not I have taking my a controller phone, with I'm not me. taking my controller with. It's not I'm like you're gonna go to the park and fucking doing it. But, but if that's you what go, you're but saying. that's what you're saying. But if you're gonna go to your like your parents' house, you could literally just boop and you're playing a game there. The same as you would with a switch. It is not fucking different. But at least the Switch has the controller built in. It's not any different. It is different. No, it it's is, not. It is different. It's not. It it's, two sorry. out of three, you're, you're wrong. Not, yeah, you're not going to sell me on that one. That one's different. It is not different. It's a cool idea. All right, I'll give it to you on that. But I'm sorry. No, it's, it's not a cool idea. All right, I'll give it to you on that. But I'm sorry. It's not the same. Yeah, it is. It's definitely not even close to this. It's their attempt to beat the Switch at their own game. No, no, they're not which trying to beat they the Switch. will lose. They're not yes, trying to beat will. the Switch. They're all they're all doing it for a different th market. The Switch, the is, Switch market. They're trying no, to overtake the Switch portability. <laughs> well, no portability, yes, but that's not what to it the, is. Not to the same market the Switch is going for, though. But that's what the portability of the Switch is for. Is that portable market? Mm -hmm. I can take my games from the casual, house and play anywhere. Casual gaming. Yeah, what would be the point of them streaming it to a fucking phone other than portability? Well, yeah, portability, but the the Switch portability market is very different from anyone from Microsoft's market for doing it. Well, yeah, of course, but that's what the idea of behind it is for is portability, streaming, do it anywhere. PlayStation said, "Ah, fuck it." <laughs> I'll let you guys fight amongst yourselves. Sony doesn't have the funds or the or the the tech oh, no. to do it. To be fair, Sony kind of did do it with well the Vita and stuff. But with that's, the Vita kind of that, that's that, remote were, play. But that's their own state. The remote yeah. play you had to be within a certain like thing of it. You couldn't just yeah. go anywhere and do it. The Xbox, I'm assuming, can do anywhere. Anywhere, as long yeah. as you as long as you can you connect your, your network, you're yeah. like connect can afford, to a network. Well, yeah. you know, you're because your your wide your wireless network will do it. Oh god, gotcha. yeah. you can do it. Can't imagine the data stream that fucker takes. Oh, it's yeah. actually we we had um, we use a, a program that monitors it. It's not very much. There is almost imperceptible, like no perceptible lag. For controller input and stuff like that, the data stream is not that big. No, no it doesn't not. consume a lot of data. No, which is really? shocking. I as find hell. that hard to believe. Yeah. Considering if I turn on my phone to be a hotspot, that's a data drain. Oh yeah. So I find it hard to believe. Even like, cause one time when our power went out, I used my phone as a hotspot to like get internet on my like my laptop. Yeah. Believe me, it ate the shit out of it. So like, mm -hmm. I can't imagine. Yeah, it, we were that shocked that it doesn't. Huh. Mm -hmm. When the thing that shocked me the most was like the no lag on on input really. That's that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Because we tested it with our phones and my Shield tablet. Yeah. And yeah. it works with all of them. I mean, the Switch beats it out because it doesn't need an internet connection. No, it doesn't. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's also it's an interesting concept. I'll definitely give it to it. But still, it's it's another one of those things like Switch wins. Wait, wait, wait. What's the point? Wait, wait. Like, I I don't see the point. Why would mm -hmm. you want to play on a screen that's six inches? Why? Mm -hmm. it, it's another. It's like it's a pointless feature that really nobody needs. Yeah. Unless you're uh, well, 
maybe it's not so much here. I can see like Japan, yeah. where you're always on the go, always on the move. You know, you're you're on the fucking train on the way home. All right, let's play some Xbox on my fucking phone. Cool. Like I can see mm-hmm. that being a practical application, but here, I, I don't I don't see that really no. being a need. You play you play games like that on like on a television. You play them at home. You don't play them on the go. No. They, none of their games were meant to be played on the go. I suppose not. I don't know. It's an interesting thought, though. I mean, or you could always get a phone like this. Which one's this? That's not a phone at that point. That's well, not actually, a phone. That's well, a fucking tablet for your pocket. Actually, what are the, the phone's the top part. The bottom part's a clamshell that connects oh, to the it's phone. A, it's, a, it's an attachment? That's not a oh phone anymore. God, that's a... Fucking 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> the screen is literally your entire 3DS. I mean, you yeah. can do that. <laughs> that thing's ridiculous. Yeah, they have some like actual, and it's a battery pack too. Oh so it's my like, god, that's insane. That is not a general consumer item. No, it's I'll not. I'll tell you it that right now. It definitely is. That not. is a niche market. <laughs> yeah, it definitely isn't. Yeah, but anyway, uh, looter shooters love the genre. Circle back this. That's all I got. Yeah. We kind of went off on a weird tangent longer longer than we should have. Let us know what you guys think. Are you guys into the looter shooter genre? Uh, Are there any that maybe we didn't touch on that you can think of? That's what I was going to say is, yeah, let us know what your favorite is. And uh, obviously there are probably a bunch that we did not say that we couldn't think of. So if there are any that we missed, let us know. Comment on this. If you hate it, let us know why you hate it. If you hate us, let us know why. Absolutely. Just let Paul know he's wrong about wheezing. <laughs> we'll not do a Pokemon tangent. We were doing so well. <laughs> I just had to. That's where he's going to end. Just right there. It's just going to cut off. So Stupid. You're stupid. So hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter. Go to PowerTripGaming.tv. Takes you directly to the channel. You can watch our entire mainline videos on YouTube where we are tackling the NES collection. And you can watch all of our other videos where we play things that are not the NES and those are on SideQuest. That's right. The PTG Powercast is on iTunes or Stitcher. And I also post these on the YouTubes. So you can find us there if you'd rather listen to us there on the go. Streaming to your device from the nets. Because who does that? Who does that? (laughs) And guess what? You don't need a controller for us because we're playing the games for you. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, but unfortunately I have to look at their ugly mugs. Yeah, you do. On some of them anyway. Watch the side quest. I don't put our faces up. Yeah, no, we don't don't dare show our face. So that's up. That's it for this episode of the PTG Powercast. You've been listening with power.